You're listening to Football Friday Night On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with high school football scores, updates, and news by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. This is Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Here are your hosts, Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. It's Football Friday Night, week five in the borderland. From now until the clock strikes zero, we have you covered with all the action. From West Texas to the land of enchantment, it's a full slate of games tonight on Football Friday Night. Right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm your host, Bo Bagley, alongside the hardest worker in the business, Paul McKinnon, and producers for the night, Adrian Broadus and Angel Munoz. The silky smooth Sal Montez has taken a new position, and we thank him for all his hard work over the years. Wish him the best of luck. Now, we have 70 years of experience on site in the stadiums tonight. Our 600 ESPN El Paso high school football reporters are working that beat to bring you the best coverage possible. Our reporters tonight are Alex Nicholas, Steve Escajeda, Brandon Cohn, Jaime Chavez, the coach, Adrian Broadis, Joe Rodriguez, Joey Panisi, Isaiah Ramirez, and J.D. Sursley. Now we're here to speak the gospel of high school football in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Paul, it all got started with a bang last night, but before getting to last night's games, some exciting ones there was, and especially in District 16A, a big one tonight in our Cisco Movers game of the night. It's Motwood at Franklin, Franklin's first home game of the season. Yeah, and the first one that really really matters, uh, Franklin played a tough non-district schedule. Uh, they, their one win was their last game a couple of weeks ago. Remember, all of 6A off last week, but uh, a big win over Andrus. And, boy, that offense looked good. Cameron Bird, I think he was 23 out of 24. Uh, the McMorder kid, the running back, over 100 yards. And, of course, he catches them, too. I think he had a... 50-yard score. So they look sharp coming into district. And, of course, Montwood has, you know, maybe the most dangerous weapon in a, in a, a city where there's a lot of dangerous weapons. I saw one of them, Tavares Jones, last night. But uh, Yamil Ohaka, I don't know if there's a better receiver in the city. He goes up and gets everything and, and is productive. Remember the four-touchdown game uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, against San Angelo Central. So, you know, we could see an, a return to that kind of action tonight. This should be a terrific game. Some fun storylines in this one, but maybe the most important is Franklin High School expects uh, head coach Darren Walker to back on the sidelines. Uh, Steve Escajeda had a report on Sports Talk with Adrian Bronis about a half an hour ago. He said he did not see Darren Walker on the sidelines, but we will get a report from Steve Escajeda coming up in just a little bit when that game starts here underway. It is homecoming at Franklin High School at Cougar Stadium, so that should be a fun one. Montwood coming into that game 1-2 and two overall, while Franklin also coming in 1-2. and two. Franklin and Montwood have not played last week. Franklin coming off a big 41 41- 21 win over Andrus two weeks ago. Another big one in district, uh, sticking in District 16A, 3 0 Eastlake and 0 3 Americas. Americas looking for their first win of the season. Uh, which Americas is going to show up in this one? Well, great question. I think the one that shows up every week, which is going to be the one that's probably not good enough to beat Eastlake, but uh, they do have, as we said, they have a puncher's chance. They got, uh, um, you know, the quarterback, Mark Ramos, who's decent with the ball under his shoulder. You can throw a little bit, too. Remember when Del Valle was killing him a couple of weeks back? They actually got back in that thing 
through the air, a little bit of a surprise, but but Moore's a runner, and he also has the Drennan kid back there with him, Caesar Drennan, uh, the fourth of the Drennan brothers. I, I always say it, I love the Drennan parents. They're, you know, <laughs> yes. who's your kids? Romeo, and there's Q, and Sir was the one who graduated last week, uh, last year, and now we have Caesar. So, uh, you know, I love their imagination. But another Drennan kid, and he's a good one. He's good for 100-plus every week. So you have that that yin and yang of, uh, of the, the zone read. Quarterback can go for 50-60. The running back's going to go for 120 between 120 and 150 so they can attack a defense so they have a puncher chance every week but uh, as you said looks like east lake at least early on uh, the best team in the district montwood and franklin will have a lot to say about that uh, based on what they do tonight as well and east lake coming in three and arguably our uh, top team in the city alex nicholas will have the call on that one three and east lake oh and three americas at the sack another exciting game uh, we feel over at matador stadium coach jaime chavez on the call for this one three and one delvai at one and three park now, Dovai coming off a hard-fought loss at Canateo in overtime. That was nearly the L.J. Martin show. We'll talk a little bit more about Canateo in a moment, but Dovai playing very well at Lowenberg Stadium, while Parkland coming off a 50-0 win over the Bowie Bears. Bowie struggling this year, but Parkland coming off with some momentum after scoring 50 points against Bowie. Yeah, without a doubt, and you know, and they they rolled Bowie. I mean, that that was that was an easy game for them. Uh, still a, a battle at quarterback for for them. Uh, the Albaran kid started the season, got hurt uh, game one, and then they go to uh, Yosef Minhadis. And those guys, I don't think they picked anybody yet. Mahatis a little better last week. I think he threw for 80. And Alvarone in, in his first game back threw for about 50. So a little quandary there. They're going to figure that out by, uh, by the, the start of the district season. Del Valle, I'm not sure they would say that they, they played well uh, last week against Candy Tio. A little bit of an upset. They got uh, rolled early, caught up late. And, of course, they uh, needed a fumble return uh, that uh, that uh, Salas – Josh Salas, I think it was, a fumble return late in the contest to get them to overtime, but then uh, L.J. Martin, of course, finished it off. Interception in OT, and then he scores his fourth touchdown, three on the ground, uh, one through the air, as he just had a a phenomenal night. I think he was our offensive and defensive uh, player of the night all at the same time. And that should be a fun one. Jaime Chavez, the call over at Matador Stadium. Delvai at Parkland, another fun one. Joe and Panisi on the call for this one. At, down on the reservation, Hutchins Stadium, the Isleta Indians at 3-1, and one, hosting the El Dorado Aztecs. Isleta coming off a, just a one-point, a narrow victory over the Jefferson Silver Foxes last week. Damon Contreras had the game-winning touchdown run in that one for Isleta. How do you see this one shaping up? Well, you got you like us to let it come in off coming in off the uh, uh, you know the big win a week ago, you, especially after the way they got uh, kind of hammered a twenty point loss to four A Riverside the week prior. So I think this led us back in their good graces. And as you said, the quarterback Contreras. Remember, this is a guy that sat out uh, his junior year, uh, COVID twenty twenty. A lot of people sat out, and he's one of them. Uh, they are so. Uh, overjoyed and fortunate to have him back. He's having a big year, and as you said, the huge uh, one-yard touchdown run late in that contest to win one of five thrillers we had. By the way, five terrific ball games Absolutely. a week ago, including that uh, you know that uh, that Cathedral Anthony game. Uh, that's a that's a pretty high bar for us to hit this week. You know, but we're going to try. That's right. Cathedral defeated Anthony just by a point last week as Anthony missed a game-winning 27-yard field goal. Cathedral came out of that one 20-19 to 19 victories over the Anthony Wildcats. Cathedral will be playing and will be hosting San Elizario today. Cathedral 3-1 on the season so far. 
Yeah, and that's going to be at Austin. And, and as we we talked about earlier, you know, Anthony put it on Sanelli, 41-zip to open the season. And the Cathedral we just spoke of last week, 20-19, to wide right at the end. I mean, they barely squeezed by, but Cathedral did uh, beat Anthony, and Anthony had no problems with Sanelli. So ipso facto, let's do the math and just say Cathedral's not going to have any problem with Sanelli, which means, of course, Sanelli's going to just come back and surprise them and us, and you know, like they always do. Hey, but that's why they play the games. Cathedral hosting that one tonight at Austin. We'll have updates. Uh, Cathedral, a good chance to go 4-1. and one. Other games we have tonight, Joe Rodriguez with a call at Bel Air's Highlander Stadium, Bel Air hosting Horizon. Also, Brandon Cohn will have the call at Lowenberg Stadium. Canateo at 3-1, and one, hosting 3-1 and one Mountain View. This is an interesting one. Um, possible let-up after uh, an exciting overtime win over Delvai last weekend. LJ Martin, uh, possibly the, the game of the year so yeah. far. Four touchdowns and the game-clinching inter- interception. Yeah, without a doubt. And what was even most impressive, again, the Canutillo defense, and that's a year-after-year thing. Christian Martinez, terrific back for Del Valle. 21 yards, I think it was, on 15 carries. Or maybe the other way around, 21 carries for 15 yards. No, no. But they held him in check. That's something that hasn't been done this year. In fact, they held everybody in check. Uh, I think Eli Molina was only won five catches for about 120 yards. But that Canutillo defense shut down Del Valle, told you they needed a, a Josh Salas fumble return to get back into that one. But uh, the one thing, Mountain View is throwing the heck out of the ball this, this year. Junior Salcedo went for 377 last week against an overmatched uh, Hatch Valley. But they like to throw the football. That's the one way you can have success against Canutillo. But the problem is, you know, the Kenya Tio defense and the Hatch Valley defense are not (laughs) one and the same. A little different. Mountain View has uh, not a big chance in this one, but they do have a nice matchup of a team that wants to throw the ball against the team that's defense is best uh, versus the run game. And L.J. Martin playing both ways for the Canateo Eagles, arguably our, our player of the year so far in this young season. But Canateo 3-1, and one, Mountain View 3-1, and one. Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, will have the call of that one at Lohenberg Stadium. Also an interesting game, maybe not so much for the Hanks Knights, but the Lubbock Cooper Pirates come in with a state ranking to Excalibur Stadium. Yeah, we talked about this a little earlier uh, with Adrian on his show, but uh, this is a homecoming game for Hanks. And you, you scratch your head. You know, I like, to, I like to reason, okay, what could be the reason that we scheduled Lubbock Cooper? And I'm thinking, well, number one, Aaron Price was the head coach back in 2018. And Aaron, right before he decided, I'm going to go back to college, he said, let's put Lubbock Cooper on the schedule. The other thing, this one more likely, in 2019, one of the best Hanks Knights teams I've seen in the last decade, the best, best Knights team since uh, they first moved down to, uh, well, it was 4A at the time, uh, the last of the Pettis brothers. Uh, they were runners-up that year. That was a good Hanks team. This, the 2019 team was the best team since then. COVID-2020 ravaged the Hanks Knights, and I don't mean necessarily disease, but they had uh, almost an entire junior class quitting. Uh, I believe they had four returning seniors they've recruited from the, for the basketball program. Dallas Coleman, a kid from B-Ball who's having catches, seems like a, a touchdown pass uh, you know, every week. But they are a hurting team, and how in the world uh, the number five team coming in for your homecoming game? You know, I wanted to call Jason and ask him about it, Coach mm-hmm. Blair. But then if he said, yeah, it was my idea, I'd have to ask the follow-up, and that's what I just couldn't bring myself to. Are you crazy? <laughs> well, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Lubbock Cooper, the fifth-ranked team in the state, coming in with a 3-1 and record, taking on the 1-3 and Hanks. Football Friday night welcomes back reporter Isaiah Ramirez. He'll have the call from Excalibur Stadium. Last game, Socorro, a good chance to – 
Thunderbird Stadium, Socorro taking on Coronado. Coronado winless on the season at 0-3. Socorro 1-2 coming off a victory two weeks ago. That should be a fun one. J.D. Sursley on the call. Hey, we have updates of games already in progress. The Riverside Rangers and the Monahans Lobos, both teams 4-0 on the season. Battle of undefeateds. But right now, the Lobos of Monahans lead Riverside 21-7 at halftime. Wow. Monahans Riverside, an early fumble in that one, helping out Monahans again up 21-7 at halftime. In the second quarter, Clint and Big Spring battling it out in Big Spring. Big Spring leads it 20-16 in the second quarter, so close game there. We'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, one quick one from in town. Uh, Joey Panisi just uh, sends us in. Devin Rubio, a 15-yard touchdown reception. El Dorado jumps out on top of Esleta. 7-0, just under 10 minutes left in the first quarter. So first score of the night in El Paso comes from the El Dorado Aztecs. They lead the Isleta Indians early on, 7-0. And Thursday night action, one update in case you missed anything, the Burgess Mustangs topped the Jefferson Silver Foxes 28-22. Paul, you were at that game. How did Burgess look in that one? Well, well, Tavares Jones looked great. Uh, a lot of drop passes. All the receivers took turns uh, dropping passes. Uh, Andrew Rutledge, quarterback, looked a little better throwing it than I thought. But uh, Tavares Jones, uh, yeah, unbelievable. You can see the speed, and and he's he's vicious. Uh, and he finishes guys. He, you know, a one tackler he finished off with a with a helmet to the chest. You know, it's supposed to be illegal, but you know, when you're Tavares Jones, maybe you get away with it. And and he he has a, a tough stiff arm as well, but. Late in the game, going down about every third play, he has uh, some nagging issue. It kept re-aggravating. But w when Burgess trying to hold on, third and 11 from around midfield, uh, they have a six-point lead, about four minutes on the clock. They're trying to run the clock out. What do they do? They line up Tavares Jones, first time all night, split out wide to the left. What do they do? They just throw him a fade, throw it up in the air. Jones just goes and gets it. He's wow. a phenomenal athlete, 26-yard gain. Jeff out of timeouts, and they were just able to run the ball and run out the clock. Jeff got it for one play of five seconds under their own five-yard line, two seconds left in the game. It go 95, and you got a chance to win this thing. So, yeah, Tavares looked great. Uh, some of that that defense looked uh, good as well. This kid, uh, Keo Savea, two technique for the for the Mustangs. Uh, he's a kid we're going to be seeing in the All-Star game this year. Burgess Mustangs improved to 3-2 and two last night with a win over Jefferson, 28-22, another 5A action. The Chapin Huskies get their third win under the uh, second-year head coach Ryan Warner. Chapin defeated Austin 43-13. But then in 6A, possibly the upset of the year, Pebble Hills, a late two-point conversion. They defeat the Eastwood Troopers 29-28. Pebble Hills going... Uh, Mark Torres, head coach, running for the, the juggler there at the no. end. Talk about that and, and the gutsy call there at the end. Yeah, with that, and, and a gutsy call with, uh, with a sophomore quarterback. By the way, I think the, the quarterback uh, controversy or competition, I think that's over. Uh, uh, Guy Ochoa and Jacob Ledesma have been splitting snaps. Ochoa had a huge game a couple of weeks ago, last time Pebble Hills played. And again, last night, you know, quarterbacks him down the field, uh, down – down almost uh, the entire night, but, uh, but a late drive, 30 seconds left in the game. Ochoa punches it in on the quarterback keep. Uh, they decide to go for two, down, down a point they could have kicked and gone into OT. That's not the way they do things these days, especially over the last 10 years or so. You know, let's, as you said, go for the jug jugular, and they did. Eastwood helped, jumped offside half the distance from the yard and a half. Ochoa keeps again into the end zone. Gave the ball back to Eastwood, 30 seconds left. Not enough time to do anything. 
Uh, Eastwood, a young receiving core, and, and the worst part of it, uh, Isaac Pena, the one returner. A guy's been clutch. Last couple of years, even as a third receiver, he was their number one guy. Off to a great start, eight catches, 100, close to 150 yards week one against Parkland. Got hit, knocked out uh, ACL. He's done for the season. So a young receiving group you know that, that uh, Coach Lopez likes, but without their leader. Uh, Pena was the leader of that group. He's no longer around. In a way, they're going to have to kind of figure it out for themselves. Once again, Pebble Hills, an eye-opening district victory to open up district play 29-28 over the Eastwood Troopers at home at the SAC. Both teams improve, or both Pebble Hills improves at 2-2. Two and two. Eastwood falls to 2-2, two and two, but Pebble Hills, that all-important 1-0 in district. Another action last night, McCamey topped Anthony 34-2, and Seagraves topped winless Tornillo 56 nothing. Early on tonight, a battle of undefeateds between Riverside and Monahans. Monahans up on Riverside at halftime, 21-7. And still early on in the second quarter, Big Spring over Clint, 20-16. And it's just in Kenny uh, Teal, Mountain View. LJ Martin, I think you mentioned his name maybe a couple of times. Let's do it one more time. 21-yard touchdown run. LJ Martin had four touchdowns last week, has one more this week. And it's still early. 7-21 left in the first quarter. 7-0. They lead Mountain View. All right. We're going to take a break here on Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We'll do a roundtable with all of our reporters live out in the field. That's next. You're listening to Football Friday Night. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to the most comprehensive high school football show in the borderland, Football Friday Night. We want to Thank our sponsors, Cisco Movers, for sponsoring our Game of the Week. Other sponsors include Longhorn Distributing, the El Paso Association of Builders, Greater El Paso Football Showcase, Prep One with all the pictures on our website, 600ESPNElPaso.com, Taco Avocat, and also Union Draft House on Sunland Park host to our post-game get-together. Some scores all around town at halftime. Monhans leads Riverside 21-7. Big Spring over Clint in the second quarter, 20-16. La Mesa over Fabens, 7-6. That one in the first quarter. Around El Paso, El Dorado scores first over Isleta. They lead 7-0 in the first. Horizon over Bel Air, 8-0 in the first quarter. Canateo gets on the board thanks to an L.J. Martin touchdown run. Canateo up on Mountain View, 7-0. And then early on, this report from Alex Nicholas out at the SAC. Eastlake already two possessions tonight in their game at the SAC against Americus. Two possessions for Eastlake, a punt, and then a missed field goal while Americus threw an interception on their first possession. So no score between Eastlake and Americus. We'll get a report in just a moment from Alex Nicholas. First, to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Let's head out to Steve Escajeda and Cougar Stadium, where Franklin is hosting Montwood. Steve, take it away. We've got 3.55 to go in the opening quarter, and uh, things are kind of slow for the most part, but uh, Franklin has just scored to take a 7 nothing lead over Montwood. Quarterback Cameron Bird just hitting both sparks with a 46-yard touchdown pass, again, to put the Cougars on top. Uh, so far, Cameron, uh, four out of five on the night, 64 yards, and, of course, that one touchdown pass for sparks, three catches already, 54 yards, and a score. And, uh, again, both teams come into this one one and two. Tough, tough schedule so far for each team, and tonight uh, is gonna, we're going to see more of which uh, how this team really is there for the rest of the season. And, uh, again,
and both teams kind of filling each other out for most of the first quarter and uh, until Franklin just scored on that line, a long 46-yard touchdown pass. 3.45 to go in the first quarter. Franklin out in front of Motwood, 7 to nothing. All right, Steve, thank you very much. 7 nothing. Franklin over Motwood, an interesting game there. Remember Darren Walker uh, back on the sidelines for the Franklin Cougars. We'll have more from Steve on Coach Walker. Good to see him back. Uh, Lee McWhorter has really done a nice job for the Franklin Cougars uh, filling in for Darren Walker. So good to see uh, Walker back, and they've worked really well over the years at Chapin and at Franklin High School. Let's now head out to the sack. 3-0 Eastlake taking on 0-3 Americus. Let's head out to Alex Nicholas with a call from the sack. Alex. 40 seconds left in our opening quarter, and Eastlake and Americus are scoreless. This has been a defensive struggle to start off the ballgame. America's with a little wrinkle this evening. No, they get back what Patrick Melton tells me before the game, their projected starter heading into the season. Jacob Caraballo started at quarterback, but threw an interception after the defense forced the three and out. Eastlake would actually miss a field goal on the ensuing possession as they would take over in America's territory. Uh, and then after another Eastlake, or after another Eastlake stop, right now the Falcons are driving. They're on a 11 play, 48 yard uh, drive. They're inside the America's 23 yard line facing a fourth down and eight. With 40 seconds left here in our opening quarter, and Eastlake and America is our scoreless. All right, Alex, thank you very much. Looking like we might have a chance for a field goal here soon. Maybe puts to the first points of the board on the game at the sack. But no score between Eastlake and America is kind of surprising right now. Eastlake arguably coming in at the top as a top team in the city, taking on winless Americus. But always knowing Patrick Milton, Patrick Milton always has his team ready to go at Americus. Yeah, and hanging in early, and that's bad for Eastlake. When you're the big dog, you know, the longer you let somebody hang around, uh, you know, it could turn into a game before you know it. Absolutely. Let's head out to a, sh- a fun one between Delvai and Parkland. Coach Jaime Chavez at Matador Stadium. Delvai coming in 3-1 and one while Parkland 1-3. Coach, what do you got at Matador Stadium? At 106 left in the first quarter, no score. Between Parkland and Del Valle, the defenses have uh, taken over this one. But even though uh, Del Valle is uh, a great guard now, they move the ball well into Parkland territory. And speaking of Parkland, uh, the, the quarterback is Isaiah Beasley, the leading running back for uh, Parkland, because uh, the starting quarterbacks uh, are out. They've been injured for sending Harris and Brian Albaran. So Isaiah Beasley... The leading rusher for Parkland, 79 carries and 481 yards and eight touchdowns rushing. He's been the quarterback thus far. But uh, Jesse Ramos is uh, trying to get his team, the Delvalle quarterback, he's trying to get him in the end zone, and he's trying to pick up that offense. Uh, he's 5 of 7, 47 yards of passing, and he also leads all rushers. He's got four carries and 14 yards rushing. So we've got uh, a fast-moving game here in Northeast El Paso. 32 seconds left in the first quarter. No score between Parkland and Del Valle. I guess, I guess Eric Franz finally figured out a way to get the ball to Isaiah Beasley. He's go. his best player. Well, we'll just line him at court. <laughs> you know, you know, we've talked about, you know, they, they are having a fight there as to, you know, who, are, who our quarterback is. And, you know, <laughs> this might be an opportunity. You know, Beasley may be in because we got a couple of guys hurt this week, but uh, who knows two or three weeks down the line. 
Hey, we're thinking it might be a letdown between the Canateo Eagles and Mountain View Lobos. Canateo coming off a big win over Delvai in overtime last week. Well, so far, no letdown tonight. Mm. LJ Martin with his second touchdown run in the first quarter as Canateo leads 14-0 over Mountain View. Hey, let's head out more to the reservation. Reach out to Joey Panisi with an update on El Dorado and Isleta. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Hutchins Stadium, home of the Athleta Indians, the score in the first quarter with 141 left is El Dorado 10, Athleta 0. This first quarter has belonged to El Dorado. Behind the legs of, let's see, nine carries, 79 yards of Isaiah Ludison. He looks like Bo Jackson out there. Uh, their first possession, they rumbled from the 35-yard line to the 13 whereupon Rudison had softened up the defense and Devin Rubio connected on a 13-yard strike to Ricardo Portillo. Next possession, Isleta stalls. El Dorado gets hit back, and Noah Moreno kicks a 19-yard field goal to give El Dorado the 10-0 lead. Isleta is now driving. They're down to the 15-yard line. With a minute and 19 seconds, I take that back. Isleta just fumbled. El Dorado takes over at the 15-yard line. Sending it back to you with 119 left in the first quarter. It's all El Dorado as they lead the Indians by a score of 10-0. to zero. And, Bo, it looks like uh, that Franklin Cougar momentum from a couple of weeks ago at Andrus uh, continues. Matt Chavez, a five-yard interception return. Look at Monwood throwing the ball deep in their own end zone. Mistake this time. Five-yard interception return for the score. Franklin now up 13-0 over the Montwood Rams. Wow, the Montwood Rams and Franklin Cougars in our Cisco Movers game of the week. We'll have an update from Steve Escajeda in just that one in just a few minutes. All right, 10-0 El Dorado over Zleta. Thank you very much, Joey. Let's head out to Joe Rodriguez in Highlander Stadium, an exciting first quarter between Horizon and Bel Air. Joe, what do you got at Highlander Stadium? Thank you very much, Bo. 11.22 to go in the second quarter of fast-moving first quarter, and we have a tight ball game out here at Highlander Stadium between the Horizon Scorpions and the Bellar Highlanders by the score of 7-7. to Horizon took their opening possession 64 yards in 15 plays. Yes, you heard that correct. 15 plays that ended in a 9-yard touchdown run by Jesus Santana. Uh, the quarterback keeper for the two-point uh, conversion was good on that, and it should be noted that on that um that on that um possession of the horizon scorpions went for it on fourth down once to keep the, the drive alive and obviously converted on that and as i'm telling you this right now horizon has just scored again a 22 yard touchdown pass uh by the horizon scorpions and they are going for two again Going back to what happened on Bel Air on the ensuing possession, their first possession of the game, they went 70 yards in six plays, a 15-yard run by a uh, 15-yard touchdown run by Nick Chavira. The extra point was good on that. And like I said, right now, they went for it on two again, the Horizon Scorpions, and they converted. So with 10:54 left in the second quarter, it is Horizon now leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 16-7. 
All right, Joe, thank you very much. Wow, a touchdown and a two-point conversion as Horizon takes a 16-7 lead in the second quarter. Most scores, most scores, most touchdowns so far early on in this one out of all the games in the city. So thank you very much, Joe. Hey, Canadio got two early touchdowns from LJ Martin. Let's see if he's gotten another one in the last two minutes. Let's head out to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn at Julius and Irene Lowenberg Stadium for an update of Mountain View and Canateo. Brandon, take it away. 45 seconds in this opening quarter, and Canateo with a 20 to nothing lead, barring an extra point as quarterback Devin Granados calls his own numbers, scores on a one-yard keeper. Let's go back and rewind. This has been a high-scoring first quarter by the Eagles on this homecoming evening at Lowenberg Stadium. Now, KNTU's uh, first possession, excellent starting field position at their own 45. Four plays later at the 7-18 mark of the first. Their star running back, L.J. Martin, is a beast. He can't be stopped as he rumbles right up the middle. A 21-yard TD, his sixth rushing touchdown of the season to put the Eagles up 7 to nothing over Mountain View. Then KNTU's second possession, great starting field position again. This time from the Mountain View 40, thanks to a beautiful 30-yard return by their wideout, Lorenzo Adiola. Then at the 4.06 mark here, the first two plays later, KNTO running back L.J. Martin, again, the man, the myth, the legend, scores his second TD of the first quarter, this time a 10-yard score, giving the Eagles a 14 to nothing lead over Mountain View. And at the 2.12 mark here, the first Mountain View junior, Sostino, deep in his own territory, ends up throwing an interception, Picked by Kenya Tio's defensive back, Isaiah Chavez, who takes it all the way to the Mountain View 13-yard line. And then, as I was just noting, a couple plays later, Kenya Tio ends up with a fourth and two with their own five. And then quarterback Devin Granados gets the first down on a three-yard game. Next play ends up scoring on the one-yard keeper. We have 45 seconds in the opening quarter here at Kenya Tio. It's all Eagles, 21 to nothing over Mountain View. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Boy, the Eagles soaring high over the Mountain View Lobos at Lowenberg Stadium. 21-0 at the end of the first quarter. We have a score update from you at Matador Stadium. The Dovay Conquistadors up 7-0 over the Parkland Matadors. Hey, let's head out to Hanks High School as we welcome back Isaiah Ramirez and Excalibur Stadium host to the fifth-ranked team in the state, the Lubbock Cooper Pirates. Isaiah, what do you got at Excalibur Stadium, and welcome back. Thanks, Bo. we got an interesting one out here at Excalibur Stadium with the Lubbock Cooper Pirates leading the Hanks Knights 10-7 with 29 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Uh, the, uh, the Pirates struck first with a 11-yard touchdown for running back Caden Chambers. Uh, he, he now has five carries with 50 yards on the night for the Pirates. Um, as far as the dice go, they just tacked on a touchdown with a 26-yard rece- receiving touchdown uh, from quarterback Luis Perez to receiver Eddie Alex Coleman uh, for the Knights. The Knights have already recovered uh, two fumbles uh, from the uh, Pirates uh, coming yeah. into this game, as you alluded to, Bo, fifth-ranked team in the state uh, without their quarter- starting quarterback, uh, Holt Gibson, who's been out since the matchup against uh, Friendship. Uh, the Abilene Christian University baseball commit uh, is replaced by a sophomore quarterback standing at six foot six. He's a uh, pretty large dude, Bryce LeBlanc, who is four for seven for forty yards on the night so far. Uh, the Hanks making it a uh, Hanks Knights making an interesting one out here at Excalibur Stadium once again. Now with twenty four seconds remaining in the first quarter, it is uh, Lubbock Cooper leading the Hanks Knights ten to seven. 
Wow, what a game there. Thank you so much, Isaiah. Welcome back, and you get a good one so far first quarter. Hank's hanging in there with Lubbock Cooper. It kind of surprised you a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I want to see the guys in the uniforms. In fact, uh, you know, I sent Isaiah today. I grabbed a, a box from uh, week two, the friendship game, 14-13. Uh, losers Lubbock Cooper was, and I sent him to Isaiah, and I said, hey, make sure that the guys you see on the field – are the guys that are in this box right here. I don't want them slipping in a bunch of JV guys in those Cooper uniforms. By the way, speaking of Cooper, no Jeremiah Cooper tonight didn't suit out for the Andrews Eagles. They're playing the Bowie Bears, so maybe you can pass it off. But, uh, you know, then again, you know, who knows? I guess guess we'll find out during the week. Well, let's get an update on Andrews and Bowie over at Beatty Smang Stadium. Let's welcome in Adrian Broadus with an update. Adrian, what do you got between Bowie and Andrus. Andrus up 12-8 to right now over Bowie. First quarter action in that game. Also another scoring update. Irvin on top of El Paso. 7-0. Back to you guys. All right, Adrian. Thank you very much. One one thing about Bowie, uh, and by the way, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, again, amazing. As amazing as it is that the Hanks Knights are within 10-7 of Lubbock Cooper after almost 12 minutes of play. The fact that Bowie is, I don't know what that was, 12-8, uh, to 8, I guess I heard. Last last week they made a change of quarterback. Aaron Morales, the little lefty, uh, they like getting him the ball, but they decided to get him away from the quarterback position so they could get the ball to him instead of him getting the ball to somebody else. Their quarterback, Abe Caronco, a freshman, Three out of 19 a week ago, of course, they were overmatched in that uh, Andrews contest. But uh, going with a freshman, and uh, <laughs> it's rebuilding time for the Bowie Bears. You know, maybe that turns into something three or four years from now. But uh, right now, maybe chaos or maybe not. 12 day in the first quarter. 12 day. The Bowie Bears have eight points already on the Andrews Eagles. Hey, a fun one over at T-Bird Stadium. Coronado looking for their first victory over the, of the season, hosting the Socorro Bulldogs. Let's head out to reporter J.D. Sursley with an update from Thunderbird Stadium. J.D. 847 left in the second quarter. We have a real hard pounder here. It is 0-0, several ones. Once Coronado actually got something going, they fumbled in the goal line. And uh, shame on Socorro for not getting Isai Aguilar going from the jump. He's averaging 118 yards per game on the on the ground. So, you know, shame on them for not letting him do his thing early on. So it is still 0-0, left in the second quarter. And the quarterback, Isaiah Aguilar, you know, he's the guy that makes him go 160 yards plus a week ago, three touchdowns for that first win in uh, six football seasons, at least on the field for the Socorro Bulldogs. It's going to be the same thing tonight. If Aguilar doesn't do it, it's not going to get done for Socorro. It's not going to get done for Coronado if they keep fumbling on the goal line, too. So that, that'll do it for you every time. Yeah, welcome to 2021 uh, Coronado Thunderbird football. All right, let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Montwood at Franklin. Get an update from Steve Escajeda at this fun one at Cougar Stadium. Steve, take it away. We've just come to the end of the first quarter, and Franklin is out in front of Montwood 13 to nothing. We uh, last reported that uh, Franklin had just scored on a 46-yard touchdown pass. It took about 30 seconds. Montwood got the ball back, and uh, their quarterback, uh, Kevin Melendez, was uh, – intercepted at the five-yard line by Matt Chavez and Franklin running into the score. The extra point was no good, and that's where we stand. Just about the second quarter, uh, Franklin up 13 nothing Again, so far, uh, Cameron Bird, four out of five, 64 yards on that uh, touchdown pass. And, uh, again, both sparks up three catches, 54 yards of the score. 
and that's been hit so far. Again, a defensive struggle. Uh, but Marwood, again, right now they're uh, got to get something going. They've uh, they've got the ball inside the 15-yard line of uh, Franklin. So again, they're uh, going to try to get a score here. See if they can get a little bit closer in this ball game. We're about to start the second quarter. It is Franklin 13, Montwood zero. All right, Steve, thank you very much. End of the first out at homecoming at Franklin High School, and they're up 13 nothing. so they've really come to play for homecoming in front of their fans, their first home game of the season. So nice for the Franklin Cougars that they're up 13 nothing. And Bo, this just in from Parkland Matador Stadium. Uh, more bad news for the homestanders. Christian Martinez, a 15-yard touchdown reception. Del Valle getting back to maybe the team they were a couple of weeks ago before they stubbed their toes, every single one of them last week at Candy Teal. 14-zip now, Del Valle on top of Parkland. 14 nothing. We'll get a report from Coach Jaime Chavez in just a little bit, and we'll do a score breakdown and have more from our reporters after this break. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, thank you very much. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Some score updates from you. In our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, the Franklin Cougars lead the Montwood Rams 13-0 at the end of the first quarter. No score between Eastlake and Americas. We'll have an update from Alex Nicholas in just a moment. Dovai leads Parkland in the second 14-0. Also, El Dorado is topping Isleta so far early in the first half 17-0. Joe Rodriguez had a call live right here on air. 16-7 horizon over Bel Air. 22-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Barreno. There we go. Canateo, two touchdowns already from LJ Martin as Canateo leads the Mountain View Lobos 21-0 in the first. Lubbock Cooper and Hanks. Hanks hanging in there with the fifth-ranked team in the state. 10-7 Lubbock Cooper over Hanks in the first quarter. And in the Battle of Coronado and Socorro, Ricky Lazoya, 20-yard touchdown run. The Coronado Thunderbirds take a 7 to nothing lead. I don't know if they've led yet this season. I think that might be their first lead as well. Early on in that one, 7 nothing Coronado. Coronado looking for their first victory of the season. We'll hear from J.D. Sursley in just a moment. In other action, Andrus leads Bowie 12-8 to in the first. Irvin over El Paso, 7 nothing in the first quarter. Monahans up on Riverside. Both teams undefeated in this one, 28-7 in the third quarter. La Mesa over Fabens early on, 7-6. Big Spring over Clint in the second quarter, 20-16. Up in the land of enchantment, Mayfield and Roswell tied at 14 in the second quarter. This early on in this game at Austin High School, San Ellie leads Cathedral 8-7. Or I should say that's a Santa Teresa over Rudoso 8-7 early in that game. We'll get an update from San Ellie and Cathedral in just a little bit. In the first, it is Santa Teresa, 8, Rudoso, 7. Those teams have combined 7-2 and two on the young season, so good battle there between Santa Teresa and Rudoso. And Bo looks like the route is on out at uh, Lowenberg Stadium. Quarterback Devin Granados, a 15-yard touchdown on the keeper. Uh, Candy Teo now up 28 to nothing over Ooh. 4A Mountain View. 
Woo, 28-0. Brandon Cohn will have an update in just a little bit. Hey, let's head out to the sack and see if there's been a, a score between Eastlake and America. So let's join Alex Nicholas for with an update from the sack. Alex. 5.20 left until halftime, and it's a surprise in District 1-6A when you're almost halfway through the first half, and you are scoreless as America's and Eastlake continue to grind it out on the defensive side. Eastlake just really coming out, not sharp as we've seen them in the first three weeks. Their drive chart so far in their first drive, five drives, a punt, missed 40-yard field goal, a turnover, an interception by America's Renee Holguin, and then a punt. So we're seeing missed assignments up front. America's is running an uh, even front, which I think is really throwing off East Lake. They're missing a lot of assignments. I have 20 yards, uh, 25 yards in penalties, uh, 15 of those coming on pre-snap penalties. For America's, they've made the change. Mark Moore is back in at quarterback. But Caesar Drennan, only two touches, actually gets a touch here for his third of the game. He's stuffed just as it's been this evening. Both defenses really digging in here. and the mistakes compounding East Lake's slow start something we haven't seen from the 3-0 Falcons. 4.30 and running left here until halftime. Americas and Eastlake are scoreless. Wow, no score between the Falcons and the Trailblazers at the sack. Surprising there, but as Alex just said, a couple turnovers dooming the Eastlake Falcons so far early on in this game. I was just going to say, it sounds like uh, from what Alex is telling us, maybe America's a different uh, brand of attack, trying to throw the ball a little bit more when uh, when your bell cow, really. That's Caesar Drennan. He's only touched the ball a couple of times. Uh, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago when they were able to throw the football late against Del Valle, you know, that uh, set off a light bulb uh, amongst Patrick Melton and the rest of that America's high coaching staff. Uh, they said, hey, maybe we, maybe we could try this. And I, I think they are tonight. And there you go. No score between Eastlake and Americas. All right, let's head back out to Matador Stadium. Join Coach Jaime Chavez. Delvai struck early in this one. Let's see if they can add on to their lead. Coach, take it away between Delvai and Parkland. Steve oh. Escajeda, I believe it is. Steve Escajeda, back in the call. Well, let's go back to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Steve for an update. Steve. We've got 807 and counting here to go in the second quarter. And uh, Franklin now in front of Montwood, 13 to 7. Montwood scoring on an Isaiah Claudio one yard touchdown run. Again, the extra point was good to make it 13 to 7. Uh, Franklin got the ensuing kickoff. They just went three and out and put his ball back to Montwood. So right now the Rams have the ball on the Franklin 41 yard line, second down and 10 from there. So you can see things kind of shifting a little bit. We had said earlier that. At least Montwood had the better of this series in the last five years, winning four of the last five contests, and averaging over 42 points a game in those five years. So, again, uh, Montwood's kind of getting their feet, kind of this thing shifted now. They've turned the field, and, again, they've got the ball in Franklin territory. And, in fact, now they've advanced it, in, advanced it down to the uh, 39-yard line. So, with 7.43 to go here in the second quarter, it is now Franklin 13, Montwood 7. All right, Steve, thank you very much. 13-7, Franklin over Montwood in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. i got to hand it to Angel Munoz, our producer here. I have no idea what game is coming next, and he's, he's, he's got it like lightning. So thank you, Angel. That was my fault. I'm not sure what's next. But, Steve, thank you very much. Now let's head back out to Jaime Chavez in Matador Stadium where he's standing by with an update from Del Valle and Parkland. Coach, take it away. 5-13 left in the half. It is now Del Valle 21 and Parkland 0. Brandon Tejas scored on a 14-yard touchdown run 
on a reverse, and the Isaac Williams extra point is good. Jesse Ramos coming on strong for the Valle tonight, uh, the quarterback. He's got a five-yard touchdown run and also a 15-yard touchdown pass to Christian Martinez. Those extra points were good. Ramos, he's 11 of 13 for 107 yards passing and one touchdown. He's got six carries, 23 yards rushing, and one rushing TD. And the new quarterback for Parkland is uh, Eric Ortiz, and he's uh, in relief for uh, Isaiah Bailey, who started out as quarterback for Parkland tonight, but Bailey has moved back to tailback. He's got Bailey's got Isaiah Beasley, that is, for Parkland. He's got five carries, 21 yards rushing, and on his first throw this evening, Eric Ortiz throws a uh, an interception to Del Valle's Brandon Payas, and that helps set up the uh, touchdown pass to Christian Martinez. So we've got four... 52 left in the half at Matador Stadium. It's all Del Valle. Del Valle 21. Parkland 0. So now, Bo, you're down to your fourth quarterback. You're down 21 zip to a Del Valle team that's uh, among the best in the city. Uh, I'd call them top five. Uh, tough, tough road to hoe for the Parkland Matadors. They just need to get uh, a quarterback healthy and, uh, you know, go attack uh, District, uh, well, 1-5A it is these days. Uh, it's still going to come down. Don't Don't fret. Parkland Matador fans out there, and it's still going to come down to the Canutillo-Parkland uh, game uh, for who's king in that district. Absolutely. 3-1 and one Del Valle leading 1-3 Parkland, 21-0 in the second quarter. Thank you very much, Coach, for that update. Let's head out to the reservation, Hutchins Stadium. The Isleta Indians hosting the El Dorado Aztecs. El Dorado, at last check, was up 17-0. Let's get an update from Joey Panisi at Hutchins Stadium. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Isleta High School with four minutes and 20 seconds left in the class. It's now El Dorado 24, Isleta 0. I was going to say it's the Isaiah Rudson show from El Dorado, but the young man just fumbled it back to Isleta. Isleta will take over at the 35-yard line, but it's been all him and Quincy Estrada. Um, El Dorado coach Frank Martinez decided to switch quarterback, even though Ricardo Portillo had thrown for a 13-yard touchdown, but he saw something. So Quincy Estrada came in there and using Isaiah Rudson as his decoy, if you will, softening up the defense, he was able to scramble for over 70 yards and two touchdowns. El Dorado is dominating both sides of the ball. Um, star quarterback from Isleta, uh, Damian Contreras, he's accounted for 15 touchdowns for Isleta. He's just been hurried all night long. His receivers are double covered, and Isleta just can't get any running going. So unless the Sleta comes up with something, El Dorado's going to dominate this game. Uh, like I say, Quincy Estrada, two big touchdowns, sending it back with 4-12 left in the second quarter. It's the El Dorado Aztecs 24, the Sleta Indians 0. And, Bo, you can tell that uh, that Joey's an ex-coach because, you know, he broke it down exactly correctly. The more athletic Quincy Estrada, remember this kid uh, got his ankle turned week one, missed missed a couple of games, got got a few snaps uh, last week. Excuse me, not the, the – yeah, El Dorado played. They're not in 6A anymore. It's so hard to keep track of who's in what district. Estrada got uh, a few snaps last week, but I think more and more he's a much more athletic quarterback than Portillo. Portillo's the thrower. Estrada definitely the runner. Uh, the lion's share of the snaps last season in COVID 2020. Uh, rushed for all the yards, threw for all the yards. 
He was the guy. Remember, he tried to. Uh, Alex uh, Nicholas was telling us week one that he tried to transfer to Parkland over the season. Once uh, Frankie Martinez grabbed that jo- job, he said, uh, "No, no, no, young man, you're going to stay right here." I'm sure Parkland is wishing uh, that he had made that transfer right about now on their four string quarterback. But uh, Dorado just as happy to have him around as that kid gets healthier and healthier. See, I think Dorado is still a, a little bit of a puzzle. I'm, I'm not sure we know what they're going to be. We know what they've been through the first month, but as Estrada gets healthier, and he is a playmaker, more so with his feet than with his arm, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be curious to see what this El, El Dorado team uh, turns into in that uh, Super 5A district. And El Dorado coming off a 30-27 victory over Clint last week, extending that momentum from last week to this week up 24-0 late in the second quarter over Isleta at the Hutchins Stadium. Hey, let's head more an exciting first half between Horizon and Bel Air at Highlander Stadium. Let's get an update from Joe Rodriguez at Bel Air and Horizon. Joe, take it away. 218 to go in the second quarter, and it is Horizon leading the Bel Air Highlanders by the score of 32 to 14. Uh, when I just uh, gave my last report, uh, Horizon had just scored. Uh, the quarterback, Quijas, went to Aaron Barrero on uh, a 22 yard touchdown pass. From there, Horizon scored again. Once again, it was Quijas to Ernie Gomez. This time it was a 34 yard touchdown pass. At that point, it was 7.33 left in the second quarter, and it was 24 to 7 Horizon. Horizon going for two on each one of those play, on each one of those touchdown passes. Um, and then, uh, Horizon extended once again another 23 yard touchdown pass from Jacob Quijas to Angel Martinez to make it 32 to 7 with four minutes left in the second quarter. And Beller, in their last possession, just answered a six play, 66 yard touchdown drive. To make it uh, to end with a 40-yard touchdown pass from Noah Moreno to Christian Baxter, to make it 32-14. And right now, as I'm bringing in this report, uh, the Horizon Scorpions just returned it pretty much the length of a field, a more than 80-yard touchdown return on the kickoff. Uh, oh no, it wasn't a touchdown. Excuse me. Uh, it, the uh, returner ran it back inside the five-yard line, so it is second and goal from the Beller. Yard line. I'm going to go ahead and send it back to you with 140 left in the second quarter. It is Horizon leading Bel Air 32 to 14. All right, Joe, thank you very much. Boy, high scoring first half between Horizon and Bel Air. We have an update from our Cisco Movers game of the week. Maltwood has just scored again. They take a one point lead over the Franklin Cougars. They lead 14 13. Let's bet, head back out to Lowenberg Stadium. We'll have an update on our game of the week from Steve Escajeda in just a moment. Let's head back out to Lowenberg Stadium and join Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, with an update on Mountain View and Canateo. Brandon. 342 remaining here in the opening half, and it's all Canyon Teal, 34 to nothing over Mountain View. At the 1147 mark here of the second quarter, Mountain View commits their second turnover of the first half as their wideout, Gael Morillo, fumbles at his own 40, picked up by Canyon Teal's linebacker, Gio Frey, taken to the Lobos 30. Then at the 841 mark of the second, Canyon Teal. Quarterback Granados, he scores his second touchdown of the first half, this time a 15-yard keeper, giving the Eagles a 28-zip lead over Mountain View. Now, to add insult to injury at the 444 mark here of the second quarter, Kane Tio wide out Lorenzo Ariola takes a Mountain View punt 65 yards all the way to the house for the touchdown, giving the Eagles a 34 to nothing lead over Mountain View, and uh, we will keep you updated on all the other scoring, but 2.56 remaining here 
in the opening half. It's all Canteo, and they just got a safety. So their defense is just on fire tonight. So now 36 to nothing, Canteo over Mountain View. Uh, I'm guessing maybe L.J. Martin, the safety right there. I mean, the kid does it all, defense, offense. You you want it done, uh, he'll do it for you. 36 nothing, Canateo over Mountain View. Hey, an exciting game of the week at Cisco Movers. We'll head back out to our Cisco Movers game of the week in just a moment. Let's head back out to Excalibur Stadium, get an update on Lovett Cooper and Hanks from Isaiah Ramirez. Isaiah, take it away. With five minutes and 16 seconds remaining in the second quarter, is the Lubbock Cooper Pirates taking on the Hanks Knights. Uh, the Lubbock Cooper Pirates are leading 34 to 7. Uh, it has gotten ugly since the last time I spoke to you, gentlemen. Uh, the Ooh. Pirates have gone on a 24 to 0 run. Uh, it has started off with a 14 yard field goal by the Pirates. Uh, in return, it was a uh, Bryce LeBlanc 15 yard reception that set up. Uh, Bryce LeBron throw to, for a 15-yard reception, setting up a, a one-yard touchdown run by the Pirates' Caden Chambers. Um, on the next drive, the Knights do a pick six to four-star recruit for the Pirates, Kobe McKenzie and Oklahoma University commit uh, with a 22-yard pick six. On uh, the ne- very next drive, uh, the Knights had a player three, and now they were held by the stifling Pirate defense. And in return, it was a 44-yard punt return for the Lovin Cooper Pirates. Uh, here on a homecoming night for the night. So things have gotten uh, a complete 360 for the last time I spoke to you guys. Uh, but let's see what happens uh, as the nights go with five minutes and seven seconds left in the second quarter. It is Lubbock Cooper leading the Hanks Knights 34-7. to seven. We are who we who they we are. They are who we thought they were. There you go. The fifth ranked team in the state, uh, twenty four unanswered points. Wow, up thirty four to seven over the Hanks Knights at Excalibur Stadium. Exciting game of the week. Cisco Movers game of the week between Franklin and Montwood. Let's head out to Cougar Stadium and join Steve Escajeda with an update. Steve. Okay, we'll head back out to Steve in just a moment. Yeah, I think he has breaking action there. So maybe with a real-time update, uh, Steve Vasquez. You just mentioned that uh, Montwood jumped out on top of uh, Franklin 14-13, to and I think Escajeda is going to tell us uh, how that happened uh, when we get to him. Absolutely. Franklin taking a 13-0 lead in the first quarter, but Montwood storming back with two unanswered touchdowns, so they lead 14-13. We'll hear from Steve in just a moment. Let's get an update from all the other games around town from Adrian Broadus. Adrian, take it away. Bowie's on top of Andrews right now, 16-12 to in the second quarter. Wow. Also going on right now at the half, Irvin 13, El Paso 13, tie game right now. And so uh, that those are the couple updates I've got for you guys right now. Let's, uh, let's send it back to you all. Adrian, thank you very much. 16-12, to 12, Bowie over Andrus. This could be the upset of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put my money on it. I do remember that uh, Jeremiah Cooper didn't dress uh, tonight for the contest. Maybe Andrus thinking, eh, we might not need him tonight. Uh, not so fast, my friends. Absolutely. All right, let's head back out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Join Steve Escajeda with an update on Montwood and Franklin. Steve. We've got 5-14 going the... Uh Second quarter, and uh, Franklin now leads it 21-14. to 14. Uh, Montwood actually took a 14-13 lead at the 7-5 mark of the quarter when uh, quarterback Kevin Melendez hit, guess who, guys? Yeah. Yamil Oaxaca for a 40-yard <laughs> touchdown pass uh, to make it 14-13. Then a minute and a half later, Franklin drove down the field 
answering with a miles and a quarter, 15-yard touchdown run. The try for two was good. And right now we're standing at 21-14 to Franklin. And in fact, the Cougars have the ball uh, on the Montwood 30-yard line, driving again. They just threw a, touch, uh, a pass, I'm sorry, going for a touchdown into the end zone just a little bit too long. And they're looking at a second down and 10 from the Montwood 30-yard line. So things have really heated up here in the last uh, quarter or so. A wild one here so far on the west side, 5.06 to go. Before halftime, it is Franklin 21, Montwood 14. Boy, this one's going to turn in a drop of a hat. Gets a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Now the Franklin Cougars back on top, 21-14. Thank you so much, Steve. Let's head out to Thunderbird Stadium, get an update on Socorro and Coronado. At last check, it was 7-0 T-Birds. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley for an update. J.D., take it away. We are at halftime, and it is still 7-0. Like y'all reported earlier, Ricky Lasoya was the only touchdown thus far. We have had uh, multiple quarterback changes, um, one for each team. Owen Levesque is now taking the reins of Coronado, and Jose Aguilar, who should have been from the jump starting at the Coro, is now taking the reins. But that's up to Coronado so far. They have kept Aguilar on the uh, – Pretty complete. So still 7-0 at halftime. All right, J.D., thank you so much. 7-0 at the half. A quick first half between Coronado and Socorro. Coronado getting their first lead of the season up 7-0, looking for the first victory of the season over the Socorro Bulldogs. All right, now let's head out to our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Longhorn Distributing, the only hot seat dealer in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Your source for cleaning equipment, service, and supplies, Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano Drive in El Paso. Paul, take it away. Both thanks so much. An abbreviated scoreboard this early in the night. Uh, Wolford Friendship, 3-1 going to the contest, 28-20. They lead San Angelo Central. Central just 2-2 two two on the season. This one... Uh, the internet, you know, I always, I always say, you know, this is qualified. It's coming from the internet, kind of like the wild, wild west. Sometimes you get uh, something real, and sometimes you get something made up. Midland High, one and three coming in, twenty-eight to seven over Odessa High. This is the same Odessa that came within a whisper of taking down Wichita Falls Rider uh, a week ago. I think that was a forty-eight forty-five final. Odessa's playing well. Midland, not really. But tonight, 28-7, to that's the score we have. We're going to stick with it until we find differently. Wow, that's a shocker if uh, accurate. In Super 5A, Monterey leads Lubbock 41-7, looking to move to 3-2. Amarillo all over Caprock in the Battle of Amarillos. 24-3, they look to move to 4-1. Amar- uh, Caprock just 1-3. Thursday night, or Tascosa just keeps on rolling along. 47-6, they give Paladuro their first L of the season as Tascosa moves to 4-1 elsewhere. Canyon Randall up on Dumas, 24-7. Dumas just a loss. Randall 2-2 two two coming into that one. Another Thursday nighter. Andrews with a big win over Lubbock Estacado. They played a tough non-district schedule, Andrews, as they moved to 2-3. and three. Uh, Estacado falls to the same. And Fort Stockton all over Pecos early. 21 to zip. Remember, Pecos, uh, that's the team that was up 31 to 6 a week ago over the Fabians Wildcats. Wildcats came most of the way back, but couldn't finish it off, uh, eventually falling in that one 31 to 26. 
All right, Paul, thank you very much. Let's get an update from some other scores around town and out of town, uh, like Rudoso. The Rudoso Warriors lead Santa Teresa 14-8. to That's an interesting one there. Mm-hmm. At last check, it was 14 all between Mayfield and Roswell. La Mesa leads Fabin 7-6. Monahans all over Riverside this late in the game there. 35-14. Monahans over Riverside. Both teams 4-0 coming into that one. The last check. Bowie leads Andrus 16-12. Irvin and El Paso High tied at 13 in our Cisco Movers game of the week. Franklin leads Montwood 21-14. No score between Eastlake and Americus. 21-0 Delvay over Parkland. 24 nothing El Dorado over Isleta, 32-14, Horizon over Bel Air, and 36-0, Canateo over Mountain View early uh, on. Not so fast, my friend. We got another one? We have another <laughs> L.J. Martin signing with uh, 219 left in the first half. Martin in from 15 yards out, 43 to nothing, Canateo feeling their oats after the big win against Del Valle a week ago. We, we didn't know where that came from. Well, maybe it was there all along because uh, more of the same – Flexing all over the Mountain View uh, Lobos tonight. Uh, three and one coming in. Woo, 43 nothing. Kennedy so far over Mountain View, Mountain View right before halftime. Uh, before halftime, 34 7. Lubbock Cooper over Hanks. And at the half, Coronado leads Socorro 7 nothing. We're going to take a break, have much more on Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN. ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, thank you very much, and welcome back to Football Friday Night, the Week 5 edition, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Some updates just going to halftime. Horizon all over Bel Air, 40-14. We'll have an update from Joe Rodriguez. Canatia last check, 43-0 over Mountain View. And El Dorado up top, 31-0 over Isleta. Paul, bring you in here. Last week saw some great games, some close games down to the wire. Tonight, some blowouts. Yeah, I guess that's why there's a yin and and a yang. (laughs) For every action, there's an equal reaction. We had all those tremendous games a week ago. And uh, you know, not so much tonight, but I can only say it's it's only halftime. If one team can score 31 in the first half, so can the other team. Maybe the surprise of the night, the Bowie Bears and Andrews Eagles at last check. Bowie was up 16-12, to 12, but this just in. Andrus has come back with a touchdown late in the second quarter, thanks to Colin Deaver out at NC9 overtime. Andrus now leads Bowie 19 to 16, so a close one there. We'll get an update from Adrian Broadus in just a little bit. And remember, no Jeremiah Cooper to go to in that one. Uh, your stud athlete, he's not dressed tonight, so uh, you know if it gets tough and you get a little ner- nervous because you're supposed to beat uh, Bowie handily and, and it's not happening, you can't go to the big bad boy because he's, he's not on the field. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and get an update from Montwood and Franklin. This one, a very exciting first half. Let's go out to Steve Escajeda with an update. Steve. We might get a little more exciting. We've got 1.32 to go before halftime. Franklin up 21-14, to 14, but Montwood is up the Franklin 12-yard line. Second and 10 from there. In fact, they've just uh, snapped the ball to the quarterback. Melinda's going to keep it right up the middle, untouched for a touchdown. And Montwood would have won point, 21 20. No flags on the field. Quarterback, Kevin Melendez, running it in from 12 yards out. 
124 to go even before the half to put Montwood within 21 to 20 of Franklin. Uh, for Melinda, again, you got a, uh, a touchdown pass tonight. Now a touchdown run. Uh, again, well, it's good to see it. We haven't got an extra point. Again, 21 to 20 now, Franklin, with just a minute 24 to go in the opening half. Let's see, Diego Savalas down there for the extra point. It is up and it is good. So, 124 to go before the half. You're on the west side. We've got a barn burner here, guys. Franklin, 21. Longwood, 21. Talk about perfect timing, getting out to our game of the week at the right time. Steve Escajeda with the call. Maltwood punches it in to tie this game at 21. An exciting game there in the first half in our Cisco Movers game of the week. Maltwood and Franklin tied at 21. Eastlake and Americus already at the half at the sack. Let's get a halftime update from Alex Nicholas between Americus and Eastlake. Alex. Halftime, homecoming halftime here at the SAC as America is celebrating their homecoming. And it's Eastlake 3, America's nothing here at the half. Julian Malucci would hit a 26-yard field goal kicking towards the south. That's left to right on your internet radio dial this mm-hmm. evening from the right hash. And that would put the Falcons up 3 nothing. And like I mentioned, both teams have struggled this, uh, this evening with turnovers and just basic getting the snap off. Uh, blocking assignments, little things like that have really killed both teams in this ballgame. Not much to speak of stat-wise. Eastlake with 143 total yards of offense in the first half. Sebastian Rendon, 3 of 8 passing, 31 yards. Remember in the opening week, he had five. He threw for five touchdowns, has thrown for two interceptions in the first half. And what it seems like after that second interception, Elijah Uribe took over at quarterback and led the drive down the field, actually completed as he's two of three passing for 24 yards. So he was he drove uh, Eastlake down on that last drive to end the half. So that's going to be an interesting storyline to watch down the rest of the second half, what Eastlake does at quarterback. For America, it's been a, a just a complete struggle fest on offense. They only have one single first down. Three different players have thrown passes in this game. Jacob Caravaggio, who started this game, is one of four passing for minus two yards. He's also thrown two interceptions. At, uh, at one point, uh, for about a good eight to ten minute stretch in the second quarter, America's only had minus two rushing yards. They have 17 yards of total offense on 19 plays so far in the first half. So major adjustments for the Blazers are on deck. As for Eastlake, the execution, that's probably something Coach Rodriguez is hammering home here in the – hammering home to beat and prove in the second half. It's just better execution from the Eastlake Falcons. So still here at halftime – Ten minutes left here until the start of the second half in the District One Six A opener between Americas and Eastlake, and it's Eastlake leading Americas three nothing. Terrific halftime report, and of course you heard the only points in this one coming off the foot of the field goal kicker, Julian Malucci, uh, and he might be the X factor in in District One Six A. If there's a better kicker in the city, I uh, haven't seen him yet. Remember this: the guy is a freshman who walked out onto the field and knocked in. I think it was a forty-five yarder on the final snap. Bo Bagley, you were actually actually. At this contest, Eastwood and East Lake, 45 yards at the buzzer, and that was the difference in that district. East Lake was the Super 5A champs. Eastwood was the runner-up because Julian Malucci was on their team. You're right, Malucci with the game winner at the sack. 
two years ago. So he's been kicking field goals for quite some time. Uh, a powerful leg and a good weapon to have on your team. But head coach Ruben Ramirez looking for some more offense, not just the field goals in this uh, one in District 16A opener. They need some touchdowns. Just 3 nothing Eastlake over Americas at halftime at the sack. Thank you very much, Alex. Appreciate that update. We'll get back to you for the second half. Let's join the coach, Jaime Chavez, for an exciting game. Uh, we got an update from Parkland's Matador Stadium hosting Del Valle. Coach, take it away. Halftime in Northeast El Paso. It's Del Valle 21, Parkland nothing. And here's a Del Valle scoring quarterback Jesse Ramos. A 15-yard touchdown pass to Christian Martinez. The extra point is good by Isaac Williams. And then Ramos had a five-yard touchdown run, that extra point good. Brandon Theus, the wide receiver for Del Valle, adds a 12-yard touchdown run for the Conquistadores. And the uh, Del Valle defense, uh, they're pitching a shutout tonight. They've held uh, Parkland star running back Isaiah Beasley to nine carries and 27 yards rushing. And by the way, Beasley was stopped on a fourth and goal at the one, just before the half, Beasley is closing in on 500 yards rushing this season. Quarterback Jesse Ramos for Del Valle, he's 11 of 14, 107 yards, one touchdown. He's got seven carries, 20, uh, 26 yards on the ground, and one rushing TD. So we've got uh, about 10 minutes left here in the halftime festivities at Matador Stadium. It's all Del Valle. Del Valle 21, Parkland nothing. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Wow, 21 nothing at the half. Del Valle looking strong today against the Parkland Matadors at Matador Stadium. At last check, it was all El Dorado over Isleta. Let's tune in to Joey Panisi for an update at Hutchins Stadium. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Isleta High School, Hutchins Stadium. You're right, it's been all El Dorado. They lead the Indians by a score of 31-0. And... You know, they say statistics tell it all. Let me just give you a few. First half stats for El Dorado. Quincy Estrada, two carries, 38 yards, two touchdowns. And I praise Coach Martinez from El Dorado because he changed his game plan. Ricardo Portillo was the starting quarterback. He was four passes complete, 71 yards and a touchdown strike. But Isleta started keying on him and hurrying him. So we immediately put Quincy Estrada in, and then Isaiah Redison, I'm calling him the Bo Jackson of El Paso. Uh, he's amassed 162 yards on 18 carries. I haven't done the math. I think that's like nine yards per carry. He has a touchdown. He's had two called back. That's what's killed El Dorado at this point. They've had six major penalties that have cost them points. They need to shore that up. Quincy Estrada. Seven rushes for 75 yards, two touchdowns. Devin Rubio, two catches, a touchdown. And I got to give credit to the little guy, Noel Moreno. He's about 5'5. Five, five. He's the kicker. He's got seven points tonight, six for six point afters. And hold on, he's got nine points and uh, a field goal. So you got to give it to that little guy. And Damian Contreras, one of the highest touted quarterbacks in Isleta history. He's got a 106.7 quarterback rating, accounted for 15 TDs tonight. He's been rushed and hurried, and you can see the frustration on his face. He's completed six passes and 13 tries for 87 yards. Early in the game, he completed a 47-yard jailbreak to DeAndre Jackson, 
uh, got him down to the 30, but that's as far as they went. Total yards for Sleta, 155. Two first downs only, and only 449 time of possession. Con- compare that to El Dorado, total yards 326. Nine first downs and ball control of 1911. So, at halftime, the score is the El Dorado Aztecs 31, the Athleta Indian 0. All right, Joey, thank you very much. Wow, all Eldorado in that one as they're looking for their second victory of the year. Boy, it was all Horizon in the first half at Highlander Stadium. Horizon in Bel Air. Let's head out to Joe Rodriguez for this halftime update. Joe. Yes, we're here at halftime homecoming out at Highlander Stadium where the Horizon Scorpions, the visiting team, is dominating the home team, the Bel Air Highlanders, by the score of 40-14. to uh, Got some halftime stats for you um, coming up here. Uh, Horizon Scorpions had 12 first downs. They rushed the ball 27 times for 168 yards. A majority of those carries were divided between Ernie Garcia, Jesus Santana, and, of course, the quarterback, Jacob Gijas. Speaking of quarterback Jacob Gijas, he's 7-for-12 for 99 yards and has three touchdown passes here in the first half for a total of 267 offensive yards. The Horizon Scorpions do have three penalties for 30 yards. Over on the Miller side of things, they have um, they scored 14 points. They have 10 first downs. They carry the ball 18 times for 96 yards. Quarterback Noah Moreno uh threw the ball, uh, had 11 attempts. He had seven completions for 126 yards for a grand total of 222 yards. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Coach a. Eric Scoggin can do here in the second half to make it a game here for the Beller Highlanders on homecoming night. We're going to go ahead and send it back to you on the studios. We're, like I said, a homecoming, so it's an extended homecoming program. We're about uh, a little less than uh, 12 minutes away from uh, – kickoff of the second half but for right now it is all horizon leading bel air by the score of 40 to 14 all right joe thank you very much yeah we could tell that the band was hitting the field we heard the public address announcer right behind you they're having some fun out there the big red band of highlander land so thank you very much joe 40 to 14 horizon over bel air and we have a final out in fabens la mesa Tops Fabens 13 to 12. Ah, oh, by a point. Their tornadoes topped the Wildcats, dropping Fabens to one and four overall. La Mesa improves to three and two. Yeah, I was gonna say you might want to assume we talked about earlier. Wow, what a you know, what a roll of the dice from Pebble Hills last night. Scoring a touchdown with 30 seconds left down a point, going for two. Well, I, I think we're looking at the flip side of it here. Fabens down 13 to six, score a touchdown late, 13 to 12. Likely, let's roll the dice and go for two and then go home with another L by your name. Uh, Tough tough for the Fabens Wildcats as they drop a one-point game to La Mesa Tornadoes. Let's head out to Brandon Cohn and update as this one is all Canateo over Mountain View. Brandon uh, with the halftime update. Brandon, take it away. Yeah, it's a nice halftime update uh, for the Canateo Eagles. They're celebrating homecoming here at Lowenberg Stadium. 43 to nothing over Mountain View. Teo running back, uh, L.J. Barton, what an unbelievable first half on eight carries, 106 yards, three touchdowns, including three receptions for 34 yards. Quarterback Devin Granato, seven of 10, 55 yards, four rushes, 27 yards, including two rushing touchdowns. And wideout Lorenzo Ariola has a 65-yard punt return for a touchdown, also defense with that safety late in the first half. And 
you know, I was going to mention this. Paul had said not so fast. It's funny, at the 256 mark, I should probably note that, uh, you know, Mountain View, after that safety, they figured, okay, we're out of the woods, you know, no more scoring by Martin. And all of a sudden, Martin said, not so fast, as he decides to be a man amongst boys and score his third touchdown of that first half on a 15-yard pitch from Granado. So the guy just is scoring at will. They have no nothing to really to stop. You know, L.J. Martin, and that's why he has five Division One offers already. For Mountain View, not much going on. They're running back. Alejandro Lerma does have 11 carries for 12 yards, and quarterback Junior Saucedo, 4 of 10, 33 yards, and an interception. A little more than 10 minutes in change here at the half in Lowenberg Stadium. All paying to you, 43-0 over Mountain View. Brando caught me stealing his shtick. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Hey, uh, we have some updates uh, from our uh, Cisco Movers game of the week. The Mont- the Franklin Cougars punching in over the Montwood Rams. Franklin now leads that 28-21. to We'll head out to Steve Escajeda in just wow. a moment. First, this was all Lubbock Cooper over Hanks at Excalibur Stadium. This game should be at halftime. Let's head out to Isaiah Ramirez with an update from Lubbock Cooper and Hanks. Isaiah. It is definitely halftime out here at Excalibur Stadium. It's going to be for quite some time. We have a great band of the Hanks Knights performing here on the field with uh, Lumber Cooper leading the Hanks Knights 41-7. to uh, Starting off, you know, I was a little bit shocked. They bolted out to a 10-7 lead uh, for the Pirates. The Hanks Knights are definitely uh, hanging on there. But since then, it has just been uh, completely one-sided. All Lumber Cooper uh, with uh, Bryce LeBlanc, who took his first nap uh, as a varsity uh, football player last week. With uh, Hope Gibson, as I alluded to earlier, the HCU Abilene Christian University baseball commit going down. Uh, he has he is now seven for ten, seventy-two passing yards on the night, touching quite well. Um, very uh, great prototypical quarterback that you would need uh, to do some damage out here on the field. Uh, for running back Caden Chambers, he's having a great night as well. Two rushing touchdowns for eight carries and seventy-two yards. Uh, as far as the defense goes, we have a stand-up player in Kobe McKenzie. Oklahoma University commit four stars, well, five tackles and a pick six, pick six tonight. Um, for the Knights, it has been quiet for their star running back, Xavier Johnson, who earlier had a 46-yard run. Uh, since then, he's only accumulated 12 yards on the ground. He has nine carries, 58 yards uh, for the night. Coming into the to the night, he has rushed for 500 yards and six rushing touchdowns. Um, as far as who's under center for the night, uh, it was when Luis Perez, but he has been rotated with sophomore quarterback Marcus Flores. Uh, ever since he threw an interception uh, early in the second quarter, it seems like the, uh, the coach decided just to switch it up. Uh, no, no success so far for Flores, uh, three for seven for 23 yards and an interception as well. Uh, Hanks allowing 109 points in six quarters after that drubbing last week against uh, Burgess, 68 to six loss. Uh, when they're allowing that many points, definitely need to shape up as far as defense goes. Uh, for the Cooper, uh, for the Lovers of the Pirates, number five team ranked in the state. They have definitely uh, shown that tonight. Uh, once again, on homecoming night, it is Lovers Cooper leading the Hanks Knights 41 to 7. All right, Isaiah, thank you very much. 41-7, Lubbock Cooper over Hanks at Excalibur Stadium. For an update on Socorro and Coronado, that game was half 7 nothing. Let's go out to J.D. Sursley. J.D. Yeah, we're at 40 seconds uh, to start the second half. Uh, still 7-0, obviously. Um, the team were faithful are probably wondering with the quarterback switch earlier. Uh, well, we do have unfortunate news. Tristan Escobello was not one of them. He actually has a torn MCL, ACL meniscus, a trifecta, unfortunate 
he's got a good full recovery. Uh, but yeah, still seven zero at halftime. Okay, J.D., thank you very much. Appreciate that report out at Thunderbird Stadium. Coronado still topping Socorro. This just underway in the second half. And, of course, the, the big reason Coronado struggled the way they have. We've talked about good quarterback play. Coronado's getting, not getting a lot of it. Nothing against uh, the sophomore Blake Randag, the, you know, the quarterback uh, who will become. But uh, just a little too young. Escobedo returning starter. He was going to be the keystone of that uh, T-Bird offense and uh, doesn't even wind up taking taking a snap this year and uh, that's why they're they're in the mess that they're in good for them up a uh, uh, seven to zip uh going to the third quarter but i tell you what crazy i know it's not time for the out-of-town scoreboard bow but uh okay what do you got district 26a is crazy we already talked about midland 42 to 14 they lead odessa high and again we re- reiterate same odessa high that almost beat wichita falls rider wow. last year riders the team it's rider and lubba cooper the team that's currently uh, knocking Hank's nights around on their on their uh, homecoming night. It's always those two in the regional final to go to the uh, uh, the final four. Last year, Wichita Falls Ryder uh, won it. The year before, it was Lubbock Cooper, and the year before that, I think it might have been Ryder. It's always always those two teams, and that's who Odessa almost beat a week ago. And now Midland is just drubbing them. 42 to 14. Oh my God! And it must be something in the water with District 26A. But how about this one? Abilene High at two and two. Guess where they went tonight? They went down to Ratliff to meet a certain wow. team from a certain town called uh, the Odessa Permian Panthers, and currently sit with a forty-two to twenty-one lead in Odessa. Ooh. They better jump on the buses and floor it because I think the the, the, the entire time town might come after them. <laughs> and oh, by the way, one more uh, you know a mini upset, I guess. Friendship three and one coming into the contest. 42 to 32, uh, they lead San Angelo Central. And of course, these all district openers for the 26A crowd. So Permian is going to start the season off, uh, looks like, with an L. That's a f- fourth quarter score. Uh, that's going to be tough to take, as our old buddy Steve Hill would say. They're 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 loading up the moving vans coming to the coming to the coming to the coach's house. You know, Mojo might not let uh, Abilene leave with their tires on their bus. They're gonna run them right out of town after this game. No Mojo, more like it. Hey, we're gonna head out to our Cisco Movers game of the week in just a moment. First, let's bring in Adrian Brunus with an update, a five A update around town. Adrian, we've got Andrus leading Bowie at the half, twenty six to sixteen. That's the one uh, update I've got. Uh, Bowie was down, actually had the lead in this. One, and then Andrus just comes from behind. They're leading them now 26-16. It's the half. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. We have some finals around town in 4A. La Mesa tops Fabens 13-12 in a battle of unbeatens. Monahans tops Riverside 35-21. Now, Monahans led that game 28-7 in the third quarter. Riverside tried to mount a little comeback, but too little too late. Monahans. Hands Riverside their first loss of the season, 35-21. And Riverside, again, remember, most likely without uh, their top threat, the running back, Jose Guardado. That's why Angel Munoz, the, the, the quarterback, not our producer, the quarterback of Riverside, had such a huge game a week ago. Uh, went for close to a couple, of, I think 160, and, and a bunch of touchdowns without Guardado. And likely they went in tonight's contest without him as well. So, uh, you know, it's a loss, but, uh, you know, you stayed in the fight. And this game just went to halftime. Our Cisco Movers game of the week between the Montwood Rams and Franklin Cougars. Let's get a halftime update from Steve Escajeda at Cougar Stadium. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. It is halftime here on the west side. And uh, Franklin 
is leading Ballwood now 28 to 21. This game was tied 21 all. And then uh, Franklin's quarterback, uh, Cameron Bird, hitting Franco Hernandez with a 28 yard touchdown pass with 13 seconds left to go in the quarter to put Franklin up by seven here at halftime. Again, this game started a little bit slowly. Uh, midway through the uh, first quarter toward the end, again, it started picking up, and the things got really wild in the second quarter. And again, 28-21, the West Siders on top. Individually at halftime, first of all, for Montwood, they're led on the ground by Isaiah Claudio, 11 carries, 38 yards and a touchdown. Quarterback Kevin Melendez, 7 out of 13 through the air for 93 yards. He's got a touchdown pass, an interception, and he also has a, uh, let's see, a touchdown run as well. Uh, his leading receiver, uh, Yamil Oaxaca, three carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. For the uh, Franklin Cougars, they're led on the ground by Miles McCorder, nine carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Quarterback Cameron Bird, not a bad first half, 10 out of 16 through the air, 181 yards, two touchdown passes, and, uh, boy, a big night by Bo Sparks. Five catches, 122 yards, and a score. Uh, team-wise, Franklin, uh, 65 yards on the ground, 181 through the air, 246 total yards for the Cougars. Montwood, 86 on the ground, 93 through the air, 179 uh, yards uh, total for Montwood. And the biggest stat of the first half has got to be turnovers. Montwood had two, Franklin had none, and one of those turnovers was returned, uh, five-year touchdown and a subsequent return for Franklin, which right now is the difference in the ball game. So we're here at halftime. A happy uh, homecoming halftime for Frank uh, for the Franklin Cougars. They lead Montwood here on the west side, 28-21. An exciting Cisco Movers game of the week. Steve, thank you very much. All of our games at halftime are creeping into the third quarter. We'll have a score update next. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Cisco Movers can help with packing, boxing, heavy lifting, and moving your belongings to your next destination. They also offer storage at their facility. Take it from a family-owned company like Cisco Movers. They'll give you a great price and help you on your next big move. Get started by filling out a request form at ciscomovers.com. Cisco Movers, the best move you'll make in El Paso. In our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, the Franklin Cougars lead the Montwood Rams at halftime 28-21. Now all these games either at halftime or creeping into the third quarter. Let's go quickly down our scoreboard at the half. Eastlake leads Americus 3-0. Also at halftime, Delvia leads Parkland 21-0. Also at the half, El Dorado over Isleta 31-0. Horizon over Bel Air, 40-14. Canateo all over Mountain View. I should say LJ Martin all huh. over Mountain View, 43-0. No Canateo leads Mountain View at halftime. Also at half, 41-7. Lubbock Cooper over Hanks. And at the half, creeping into the third quarter, Coronado leads Socorro, 7-0. 
We just went over some of the out-of-town scores. Let's just hit back on them. Uh, of course, the, the, the big upset. Abilene, 42-21 over Permian. That's fourth quarter. Friendship, 42-32 over Central. Midland High, wow, another strange one. Crazy night in 2-6-A. Midland, 42-14. They lead Odessa. That one uh, almost done. Elsewhere, this one is done. Lubbock Monterey, oh, all over their brothers from Lubbock. Lubbock High, 62-7. Yeah, a little spite there, looks like. Uh, Amarillo over Caprock, 27-3. That's more how you treat your uh, in-city uh, rival. 47-6 in a Thursday night, or Tascosa moves to 4-1, beating Paladero. Hanging their first L on them. Randall all, uh, all over Dumas, 24-7. Thursday nighter, Andrews gets past uh, Lubbock Estacado in a battle of top teams, 14-7. And Fort Stockton, this one's in the books. All over Pecos, 42-0. Stockton moves to 4-1, Pecos falls to 3-2. And, and Bo Bagley, that's your out-of-town scoreboard. Out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Longhorn Distributing, the only hot seat dealer in West Texas and southern New Mexico. Your source for cleaning equipment, service, and supplies, Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano Drive in El Paso. Other scores from around the area. At halftime, Andrus leads Bowie 26-16. Now, Bowie led that game 16-12, but Andrus with 14 unanswered points to lead at halftime, 26-16. In the third quarter, the El Paso High Tigers looking for their first victory of the season. They lead the Irvin Rockets 19-13. Elsewhere, Cathedral leads San Elizario 21-6 in the third quarter. Santa Teresa over Rudoso, a battle of two good teams this season. Santa Teresa leads Rudoso 24-14. Also, a final in Fabens. La Mesa tops Fabens 13-12. Clint and Big Spring in Big Spring. Well, Big Spring leads this one 42-16 now. This was just a four-point game, but Big Spring with 22 unanswered points. They lead Clint 42-16 at last check. Mayfield and Roswell were tied at 14. And Gadsden all over the Hot Springs Tigers from Truth or Consequences. 35-0 in the second half. And we'll have much more from Football Friday Night as we get into the second half and live reports from all over El Paso from our reporters. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Scott, on their second possession of the second half, they went 51 yards in eight plays. A three-yard touchdown run by quarterback Noah Moreno. The extra point was good to bring us where we're at right now. And where we're at is uh, Horizon has the ball at their own nine-yard line, and it is third and 32. So possibly here the Bel Air Highlanders are going to get the ball back with four minutes to go in the third quarter. We're going to go ahead and send it back to you to the studio. It is Horizon leading Bel Air by the score of 40-41. to 40-21, Horizon over Bel Air. Joe, thank you very much. Let's head out to Canateo's Lowenberg Stadium. This one, all Eagles over the Mountain View Lobos. Let's pick it up with Iceman, Brandon Cohn, with an update. Brandon, take it away. Here in the third quarter, all Canateo 50 to nothing over Mountain View. The 10 5 mark of the third Canteo ends up going up 50 to nothing when Eagles running back Tony Ayala scores on an eight-yard touchdown run to make the score 50 to nothing. They're also utilizing, besides Ayala, Lorenzo Ariola, who's a wide receiver and apparently a running back right now. He just had a nice 47-yard gain. And as I'm on the radio, it's a 34-yard touchdown by Ben Gutierrez. That's a nice score, 34 yards. 
by Gutierrez. So they're using three, four different running backs now, Kenny Teal, and it looks like L.J. Martin's going to just have a seat for the second half after three first-half touchdowns. 154 remaining, third quarter, all Kenny Teal, barring the extra point. They're up 56 to nothing over Mountain View. All right, Brandon. Thank you very much. Looks like Canatillo is going to prove to four and one. Hey, we finally got some offense at the sack. Let's go out to Alex Nicholas for an update on East Lake Americas. Alex, three thirty-four left here in the third quarter, and we have a ball game. East Lake leading Americas ten-seven. Let's take you back about ten seconds ago. It would be an Americas punt. Isaiah Chavez would muff the punt. And right, Johnny on the spot, Thomas Silva would recover at the East Lake 30-yard line. Very next play. Caesar Drennan takes the hand up off tackle off the left side, goes untouched 30 yards for the touchdown. He has nine carries for 66 yards in this ballgame, and that's his third rushing touchdown of the season. 327 left in the third quarter, and East Lake starts their next drive deep in their own territory. But it's East Lake 10, America 7. All right, Alex, thank you very much. Congratulations on your first touchdown of the night, too. <laughs> Offensive touchdown, I should say. Right. So nice job, Alex. 10-7, uh, to 7, Eastlake over Americas right now. Hey, let's head back out to Lubbock, Cooper, and Hanks over Excalibur Stadium, Isaiah Ramirez, with the update on this one. Isaiah, take it away. With six minutes and 29 seconds remaining in the third quarter, it's Lubbock, Cooper, 48, Hanks, 7. Uh, the Lubbock, Cooper Pirates just scored off of a four-yard rushing touchdown by running back Brandon Laws. Uh, just on that drive alone, he went seven carries for 42 yards. Uh, for the night on that, uh, for the night as well, they're going with quarterback Tyler Sproul as of right now. He's going to continue with uh, the sophomore quarterback uh, Bryson LeBron. Uh, I'm sorry, Bryce LeBron. Um, for the night, Sproul is four for six for 42 yards. Uh, on that last drive, it is the Pirates' third rushing touchdown of the night. Uh, for the night, they have been held scoreless since the end of the first quarter. Uh, once again, with six minutes and 29 seconds remaining now in the third quarter, I'm homecoming night at Excalibur Stadium. It is Lubbock Cooper, 48, Hanks, 7. All right, Isaiah, thank you very much. Hey, we got some more offense out at Thunderbird Stadium, too. We got offense everywhere. Mm. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley, who's catching the action between Socorro and Coronado from T-Bird Stadium. J.D., take it away. Yeah, 9.50 left in the fourth Order, Mr. Cade Little with a five-yard touchdown run um, of the beauty. He's actually their leading receiver also at four, uh, 47 yards. Um, it's pretty much all defense, so it's Coronado and Socorro. All right, 14 nothing Coronado and Socorro over at T-Bird Stadium. J.D., thank you very much. An exciting game there. Looks like the Coronado T-Birds have finally found uh, the end zone twice now. Lead Socorro Bulldogs 14 nothing. And one a little less exciting, uh, Ben Gutierrez, 34-yard touchdown run. Kenya Teo now 57 to nothing uh, all over in that Ooh, one. 57. All right. Thank you very much, Paul. Hey, we're an update from, uh, from Bowie's Beatty Semang Stadium and El Paso High's Jones Stadium. Let's catch up with Adrian Bratis. Adrian. Still at the half right now. Andrew's still leading Bowie 26-16, to but we do have an update with the Irvin-El Paso score. So Irvin ties the game up 19-19 with El Paso. Now the Tigers go ahead in the fourth quarter. 27-19 is Ooh. the score. El Paso leading the Irvin Rockets. Look at that. The El Paso Tigers looking for their first victory.
delivery of the season, looking good in the second half. Remember, tied at 13 at halftime. Two touchdowns for the El Paso High Tigers over the Irvin Rockets in the second half. Versus the District 25A Tri-Champs from a year ago, Irvin Andrus Burgess. It's interesting for the Irvin Rockets to see how they respond in the fourth quarter. Some time left there, down by eight to the El Paso High Tigers. Let's head back out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week between Montwood and Franklin. Get an update from Steve Escajeda. Steve. We've got 10.46 to go in the third quarter, just starting the second half after a long homecoming half time. Uh, it's Franklin still out in front of Montwood, 28-21. to Montwood's taken the second half kickoff, and they've driven it uh, up to their own 44-yard line, where they're looking at a first and 10 from there. Again, trying to get back into this one, needs to try to tie it up. Uh, as we said in the first half, uh, it, the game was tied 21-all when uh, Franklin quarterback Cameron Bird hit Franco at Nambas with a 28-yard touchdown pass with just 13 seconds left to go in that first half to put Franklin up by the uh, one touchdown. And uh, just a quick quarterback comparison so far in the ballgame, Montwood's uh, Kevin Melendez, uh, 7 out of 13, 93 yards, one touchdown and one interception. He's also run the ball for 48 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cameron Bird for Franklin, uh, so far in the ballgame, 10 out of 16, 181 yards, and a couple of touchdown passes. So we've just started the second half here at 9.45 to go in the third. Franklin, 28. Montwood, 21. And, Bo, it looks like uh, El Dorado has uh, somewhat stanched the bleeding after a couple of uh, back-to-back Asleta TDs in the third quarter. The quarterback, Quincy Estrada, another two-yard touchdown run, his third of the night, gets the lead back up to 38-14. That with just 25 seconds left in the third quarter, so... All right, Paul, thank you very much. We have some updates. We have also a couple finals from a 4A. Monahans tops Riverside in a battle of unbeatens, 35-21. And La Mesa tops Fabens by one point. The La Mesa Tornadoes defeat the Fabens Wildcats 13-12. An update from the Land of Enchantment. Mayfield and Roswell were tied at 14 at halftime, but second half has been all Roswell. They lead the Mayfield Trojans 29-14, entering the fourth quarter. An update from Gadsden. Gadsden leads Hot Springs from Truth or Consequences 35-6 in the fourth quarter. Santa Teresa up on Rudoso in the fourth, 24-14. And Cathedral leads San Elizario in the third quarter, 21-6. We're going to have much more as we take a quick break. We'll have more from our reporters all around town. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Week 5 of Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. A lot of games all around the city kind of shaking down. All coming to a close here in the fourth quarter. We'll have updates from all of our reporters. We do have a final from Big Spring. Big Spring tops Clint. 42-16, 42-16, Clint falls to 2-3 and three overall. Uh, an update from Cathedral at Austin High School in Sanelli. Sanelli has cut into the Cathedral lead. It's now 21-14 in the fourth quarter. Cathedral over uh, Sanelli Eagles. We have updates from around town. Our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. 
Franklin leads Montwood 28-21. This now just going into the fourth quarter. East Lake leads Americus 10-7. We'll head back out to Alex Nicholas in just a second. Delvai all over Parkland in the second half, 27-7. El Dorado and Isleta, the Indians, kind of making a comeback in this one. El Dorado once led 31-0, but now Isleta has cut in that lead. It's 31-14 in the second half. Horizon all over Bel Air, 40-21 in the second half. Meanwhile, Canatillo and is having their go away with uh, having their way with Mountain View right now. 56-0 at last check in the second half. Hanks trailing Lubbock Cooper 48-7. And Coronado holding on to a slim lead, 14-0 over Socorro in the second half. And it looks like Andrus up out thirty-three uh, sixteen now. They've uh, lengthened that one a little bit. Uh, I'm sure Adrian Broadus will be telling about uh, telling us about that one soon enough. And Irvin had tied the game at nineteen, but here comes the El Paso High Tigers over the Irvin Rockets twenty-seven nineteen. That game in the wow. fourth quarter. Wow! 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 Wow is right. El Paso High still looking for the first win of the season. It'd be the biggest win of uh, Ray Aguilar's young El Paso High coaching career. Of course, he only took over last year during 2020, and and nobody noticed it because it was COVID 2020, and nobody was at the game. Hey, who's that new guy coaching our team? <laughs> Looks like the dude from San Eli. <laughs> And there we go. We have an update from the Land of Enchantment. Roswell all over Mayfield, 29-14. Roswell with 15 unanswered points in that one. Gadsden leads Hot Springs, 35-6. Santa Teresa leads Rudoso, 24-14. And Cathedral leads Sanelli, 21-14. That late in the game there. And by the way, the out-of-towner 26A, Abilene-Permian. That one's gone final. Abilene High beats Permian. On their homecoming night, I hear. It gets worse. Uh, here's the question. Worst homecoming, the Hanks Knights <laughs> with the number five Lubbock Cooper coming in or Odessa Permian taking a 42-21 beating at the hands of Abilene? I think that's an easy vote. Uh, that's Mojo all the way. Mojo falling at home at homecoming at Ratliff Stadium. Yikes. The, the Mojo fans aren't going to be happy about that one. Ah. All right, now time to get an update from our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Let's head out to Steve Escajeda with an update on Montwood and Franklin. Steve. Okay, we're going to head back out to Steve in just a moment. Now we're going to quick do a rundown here. Let's do an update of uh, some of our uh, sponsors here as we get we get Taco Avocat, our pregame, postgame meal, and our mm. weekly talk. 10. Need a new spot to try? Experience Taco Avocat for a feel-good fast food. Family packs available for the big game or stop by their drive through and grab Taco Avocat to go. Wear your school colors and receive 10% off at Taco Avocat. Dine in at 2114 North Zaragoza or order online at tacoavocat.com. And I got to tell you, we've had those a couple weeks ago and they're about, those flautas are about as big as your head. <laughs> Maybe as big as your head, Bo Bagley. Pretty good, too, but they're fantastic. Mm. And don't forget our post-game get-together over at Union Draft House on Sunland Park. This football season, and for all your sports watching, visit the Union Draft House. Three locations in town, west at Cimarron Plaza, east on Tierra Este, and now open off Sunland Park near the Sunland Park Mall. 100 beers on tap, feast on the food, stay for the big game. Learn more on Facebook and Instagram at the Union Draft House. And I think that Steve Escahead is probably too busy watching the game. He's got too too good of a game. He's not paying attention to us, doing his job, 
28-21 going into the fourth quarter. And then there's that East Lake game as well, 10-7. You know, there's a lot of blowouts tonight, Bo, but we're going to have two good ones down the stretch, and I think we're going to have a, a couple of fantastic finishes. And to open up district play in District 1-6A, two great games going down to the wire. Remember, we had one last night between Eastwood and Pebble 28, Hills. 29-28, Pebble, Pebble Hills. Pebble Hills, a one-point victory over shocking the Eastwood Troopers. Oof. Let's now head out to Cougar Stadium and join Steve Escajeda with an update on Motwood and Franklin. Steve, take it away. We've got 7.24 to go in the third quarter, and Franklin has now extended that lead to 35-21. Uh, Montwood uh, had the ball first over the second half. Uh, quarterback uh, for the Montwood Rams, Kevin Melendez, back to pass. His uh, toss was intercepted by Franklin's Hector Fazio, who returned it to the 35-yard line. Uh, oh, a few of uh, five plays later, uh, it was... Uh, Miles McCorder running in from five yards out to give Franklin that two touchdown lead, 35-21. Now Montwood has the ball on their own uh, 34-yard line. They're looking at a second and long from there. And, in fact, Franklin just called a timeout. Uh, so far in the ball game, McCorder, uh, that was his second touchdown, 10 carries, 52 yards on the night. And uh, Cameron Bird, uh, the quarterback for Franklin, 11 out of 17 through the air, 224 yards and a couple of touchdown passes, and also having an exceptional ball game, Bull Sparks for uh, Franklin. Six catches of the night, 165 yards, and a touchdown. As we say, uh, Fran- uh, uh, Mawa has the ball now on their own 34-yard line, see if they can uh, keep this drive going. We've got 7-16 to go in the third. Franklin on top of Montwood, 35-21. to all right, Steve, thank you very much. Sounds like Miles McWhorter, the interim head coach, Lee McWhorter's son, coming through big. Now that Darren Walker is back, he knows he knows who to go to now. I think you know Lee McWhorter was uh, an assistant with uh, Darren Walker over at Chapin, then at Franklin, left for a couple years, now back with Franklin, and he knows that uh, Miles McWhorter can, can play as a running back. Yeah, the, the only sad part for me is I can't call him the coach's kid anymore. The coach's kid, Miles McWhorter, you know, that's my go-to phrase. By the way, I don't think there's any happier person on the planet that Darren Walker is back uh, in charge of the Franklin Cougars than Lee McWhorter. Talk about a guy at a disadvantage. I, I believe he was still – I believe he's um, – I don't think he has a, a position on campus at Franklin High, which means he's coming from a middle school or an elementary, and those guys have full schedules. I mean, they, they work from – 7.30 or whatever. So compare the head coach and, and El Paso head coach, the rest of them, they're athletic directors, which means they're not teaching any classes. I mean, I'm sure they're working. They have things to do, but they're not in the classroom, except for Lee McWhorter, who's spending seven or eight hours with people who aren't even teenagers yet, likely, or young teenagers, and that's probably even worse. And then he has to schlep himself over to Franklin and uh, conduct football practice. Uh, that guy is working a lot harder. When they say the hardest working man in show business, the hardest working coach in the El Paso coaching industry uh, this first month of the season has got to be Lee McWhorter. And as I said, overjoyed that Darren Walker's back in charge. And it looks like it's, it's making it count for the Franklin Cougars right now. 14 unanswered points for the Cougars as they lead the Montwood Rams 35-21. An exciting one at the sack between Eastlake and Americus at last check. It was just a three-point game. Let's head out to Alex Nicholas for an update. Alex, take it away. 8.52 and running here in the fourth quarter. It's Eastlake 17, Americus 7. 
Uh, the last East Lake score was a very long drive. It was a 12-play, 89-yard drive. It actually, in actuality, they drove 95 yards plus a penalty. But Eli Uribe has taken over at quarterback. He threw a four-yard touchdown pass to Anakin Atilano. That would be at the 10-21 mark of the fourth quarter. Right now, Uribe, 5 of 8 passing, 83 yards and a touchdown. He also has ran very hard this evening, 21 carries, 71 yards. America's threatening right now. Inside the 10-yard line is Mark Moore with a short gain, gets it inside the 5. So second down and goal coming up from America's at the Eastlake 5-yard line, 8.30 and running here in the fourth quarter, and Eastlake leading America's 17-7. to Wow, so America's, they're, they're right in this thing. You know, 17-7, punch, counterpunch. You know, long, long 90, 95 with penalties, that Alex said, uh, drive. And then America's gets the ball. You know, this is a team that struggled for a month, and here they are going against uh, allegedly, uh, apparently, top team in uh, 6A at least early in the season. And you know they're they're not uh, they're not given and given anything. They're you know fighting fighting the good fight inside the five yard line, looking to close back within a field goal. Absolutely, thank you very much, Alex. We'll get back to you here pretty soon. Let's head out to Jaime Chavez and Parkland's Matador Stadium for an update between Delvai and Parkland, Coach. 7.07 left in the fourth quarter. It is still in Valle 27 and Parkland 7. The Valle quarterback, Jesse Ramos, two touchdown passes, a 25-yard touchdown pass to Eli Molina and a 15-yard touchdown pass to Christian Martinez. And Ramos also has a five-yard touchdown run. Ramos is 15 of 22, 170 yards passing, and the two touchdowns. He's got 12 carries and 53 yards rushing, and the lone touchdown for Parkland tonight. Quarterback Eric Ortiz, a five-yard touchdown run. So we have 7:07 left in the fourth quarter at Matador Stadium. It's Del Valle 27 and Parkland 7. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Wow, no change there from late in the third quarter, so still a slugfest there between Del Valle and Parkland. An exciting game between Eldorado and Isleta now. Can Isleta cut back into that Eldorado lead? Let's head out to Joey Panisi and get an update from Eldorado Aztecs and Isleta Indians. Joey. Oh, brother, you just, you just got me just in time. Isaiah Gerardo from Isleta just ran 60 yards for a touchdown on a completion from Damian Contreras. Um, how exciting was that? Uh, Asleta scored two quick touchdowns in the third quarter, and then due to a fake punt, they got sacked back on the five. Quincy Estrada took it in from two yards for uh, for uh, El Dorado. Let me give you the score right now. Almost forgot. It's 52 for El Dorado, 20 for Asleta. I get so excited I forgot to tell you. Asleta's out back for the extra point. Um, El Dorado's last touchdown came from a pass from Ricardo Portillo. It was 34 yards. Caleb Gutierrez, a big six-footer, 227-pound tight end, faked the block, and he ran all by himself into the end zone. So that capped the scoring. Now, Isleta just missed the extra point. So from Isleta, with 7.39 left in the fourth quarter, it's El Dorado 52, Isleta 21. 
Joe Rodriguez. There we go. <laughs> there we go, Angel. It's all good. We're having some fun here at a Football Friday Night, 600 ESPN El Paso. Got to get the microphones on. All right, 52-20, El Dorado over Isleta, that one in the fourth quarter. I was just going to say, Alex, uh, Nicolas's game, of course, uh, down close. They're uh, going to have to settle for a field goal were the uh, America's Trailblazers, but on the field goal attempt, kicker roughed. Personal foul, automatic first down, America's first and goal uh, inside the five-yard line. So uh, they are driving to get back within 17-14. We'll head out to Alex in just a moment. Let's head out to Bel Air's Highlander Stadium, get an update on Horizon and Bel Air from Joe Rodriguez. Joe, take it away. 7.46 left in the ball game, and it is all Horizon leading Beller by the score of 56-21. to 21. Uh, The last two possessions for the Horizon Scorpions have led to two touchdowns. A uh, 39-yard touchdown pass from Jacob Quijas to uh, number, excuse me, to Angel Martinez. Um, and the two-point conversion was good. And then from there, on the ensuing possession for the Horizon Scorpions, they went 75 yards in nine plays. It was a touchdown run by Jesus Santana from three yards out. Uh, it is important to point out, Gijas tonight has uh, four touchdown passes and having an excellent night. Uh, Beller trying to put some more, boards, uh, more points on the board and, and keep this respectable. But for now, it is all Horizon with 740 left in the ballgame. It is Horizon leading Beller by the score of 56-21. to 21. All right, Joe, thank you very much. Appreciate that call. We have some exciting action going on at Franklin's Cougar Stadium. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Steve Escajeda with an update on Montwood and Franklin. Steve. We've got 524 to go in the third quarter, and uh, Montwood has cut the lead now to 35-28 to 28 as uh, Kevin Melendez just hit Yamil Oaxaca with a 14-yard touchdown pass. Again, that cuts it down to a one-score game, 35-28. Wouldn't you know that uh, Franklin has just come back on a 75-yard run by quarterback uh, Cameron Bird, puts them at a first and 10 at the Mountwood 17-yard line. So, again, the Mountwood can't even enjoy that that lead for more than about 10 seconds as Franklin is attacking right, uh, running right again. Uh, they're looking at a second down and eight from the 15-yard line. So 446 to go in the third. It is Franklin 35, Montwood 28. All right, Steve. Thank you very much. Exciting game out there between Montwood and Franklin. We have an update from Adrian Broadus on some games, more games around the city of El Paso. Adrian. Thank you. 3.50 in the fourth. Actually, Irvin 27, El Paso High 27. Tie game. What a game that one is right now. Uh, late in this one. Again, 3.50 left in the fourth. we got a tie game. Irvin 27, El Paso High 27. Right back to you guys. Fun times out at R.R. Jones Stadium. El Paso and Irvin. Uh, what a great way to start the season. Yeah. Couple of the one of just uh, three really exciting games you just heard from Steve Escajeda. Uh, the Franklin game's a close one, and uh, last we heard from Alex Nicolas, it was uh, what seventeen seven. But uh, uh, America's with a first and goal from inside the five yard line. That one's uh, got to be about to manifest itself. And let's head out to Alex Nicolas at the sack right now for an update on East Lake Americas. Alex, take it away. 6.32 left in the fourth quarter, and Americas was able to cash in on that huge East Lake mistake. Like Paul mentioned, was it roughly the kicker? It was actually a 27-yard field goal, so half a distance to the goal. 
three-play, eight-yard drive, a one-yard touchdown keeper on the quarterback uh, sneak from Jacob Caravaggio, making up for his three turnovers. It would be, be an interesting extra point. It would be a penalty on America. So it was about a 30-yard extra point that was made by Paul Rodriguez, who was roughed on that uh, field goal attempt just a few minutes earlier. So 6.32 left here in the fourth quarter. Eastlake leading, uh, holding on to a 17-14 lead over America. Exciting, exciting game there between Eastlake and Americas. Alex, thank you very much. We'll head back out to you in just a little bit. An exciting game between Montwood and Franklin, our Cisco Movers game of the week. We're going to join we're going to join Steve Escajeda in just a little bit. Want to remind you of the score. It's 35-28 Franklin over Montwood. Let's head out to Brandon Cohn at Lowenberg Stadium and join the Iceman for an update on Canateo and Mountain View. Brandon. We have a final on homecoming evening, KNTO 57 and nothing over Mountain View. The Eagles move to 4-1 and one on the year next. They'll be at Bel Air on the 1st of October. Quarterback Devin Granados, 7 of 10, 55 yards, also had 6 carries, 39 yards, 2 rushing touchdowns. Running back L.J. Martin, what a first half, and this is only in the first half, 8 carries, 106 yards, 3 touchdowns. Running back Lorenzo Ariola had 3 carries, 75 yards, including a 65-yard punt return for a touchdown, and running back Tony Ayala, seven carries, 57 yards, one touchdown. Mountain View moves to 3-2 and two on the year with the loss. They will host Pecos on the 1st of October. Not much for them at all. Quarterback Junior Sacedo, 9 of 18, 23 yards, two interceptions. Did have five carries for 53 yards, though. And their running back, Alejandro Lerma, 15 carries for 27 yards. Canyon Teo, uh, one of the top teams in the city, again, 4-1 and one on the season. They win this one. 57 and nothing over Mountain View. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Great job out there. What a game by the Canateo Eagles soaring past the Mountain View Lobos once again, as just as Brandon said, improving to 4-1 and one on this season. Brandon, we'll see you at our post-game get-together at Union Draft House on Sunland Park this football season. And for all your sports watching, visit the Union Draft House. Three locations in town, west at Cimarron Plaza, East on Tierra Este, and now open off Sunland Park Drive near the Sunland Park Mall. 100 beers on tap, feast on the food, and stay for the big game. Learn more on Facebook and Instagram at the Union Draft House. We have another final over at T-Bird Stadium for the wrap-up. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley for the wrap on Socorro and Coronado. Yeah, um... Cade Little and Ricky Lazoya were the two touchdowns, uh, ended up 14-0. A bunch of uh, penalties this game, holding uh, outside of outside uh, out of bounds hits, uh, personal fouls against uh, Socorro. Very, very poor, uh, poorly coached, I guess. Uh, yeah, Socorro just definitely just beat themselves for sure. Became a defensive struggle or offensive struggle, defensive game, and then uh, yeah, 14-0 ended up. Coronado getting their first victory. All right, J.D., thank you very much. Coronado winning it 14-0, their first victory of the season. Coronado, next up, will play at Montwood, 4 p.m. next Friday. That'll be a tough one for the T-Birds. While Socorro drops to 1-3 overall, Socorro will play Thursday night. They will host Americas 4 p.m. at the sack. J.D., thank you so much. We'll see you at a post-game get-together at the Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive. Okay, we'll have an update from our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Let's join Steve Escajeda on Montwood and Franklin. Steve. Back and forth we go, guys. 4.15 to go in the third quarter. 
Franklin just came back and scored again. Now they're up on Montwood, 42 to 28, on a one-yard uh, touchdown run by Miles McCorder. Again, that last drive was set up by a 75-yard run by the quarterback Cameron Bird, setting up the uh, Cougars at the 16-yard line, and then uh, McCorder uh, again kicking it in from one yard out. Uh, so far, four minutes. That's the third touchdown of the ball game. 12 carries, 66 yards. And, uh, again, it's just a, a big guy grounding it there uh, right at the goal line. So, uh, again, 4.05 to go in the third. I got a feeling we're going to have a lot more scoring before this night is over. It is Franklin on top of Montwood, 42-28. to 28. All right, Steve, thank you very much. I think earlier on in Sports Talk, you jinxed yourself when you said homecoming, a long halftime, lots of scoring. There you go. We'll see you at maybe 11.30 midnight over at Union Draft House. But this is going to be a fun one. Thank you, Steve. Montwood and Franklin going to be a fun one. 42-28 there in the third quarter. Hey, for an update on the 5A games in El Paso, let's head out to Adrian Broaddus with an update. Adrian. End of regulation out at R.R. Jones Stadium. Get, Get ready for this. Headed to overtime. Mm-hmm. El Paso 27, Irvin 27. It's overtime, baby. Oh, got to love overtime. The El Paso High Tigers looking for their first win of the season while Irvin 2-2. Two and two. Boy, a big game, big overtime. And let me just say for the record, I tried to send Isaiah Ramirez to this <laughs> ball game. <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, uh, Hanks at Lubbock Cooper <laughs> happened. You know, when uh, the number five team in the state is coming to your city, I guess you got to go give them a look. But uh, gosh, gosh, gosh. What a better game out at R.R. Jones. Uh, exciting game. Well, of course, we'll keep you updated on this game. Thank you very much, Adrian. Let's get an update from East Lake and Americus. An exciting game at the sack. Just a three-point game in the fourth quarter. Let's get an update from Alex Nicholas. Alex. 4.15 left in the ballgame, Eastlake 17, America 14. On the ensuing Eastlake possession, Elijah Uribe with a 34-yard run that would put Eastlake into plus territory. The very next play would run a three-yard run to the left side, and we have two personal foul dead balls on Eastlake. So what are actually this next one's on America. So what looked like it would be a second and a 20 for Eastlake now is a first down and 10. For Eastlake after a personal foul, a dead ball personal foul on America. So America shoots itself in the foot, and now Eastlake with a first down and 10 inside the red zone, 4-15 left in the ballgame, and Eastlake leading America 17-14. Alex, thank you very much. What a game there. Another exciting game. We got one at El Paso High, another one at the SAC all over town. We're going to have an update of all of these games as we take a quick break. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. This football season and for all your sports watching, there's only one place to be in the Sun City, the Union Draft House. Three locations in town, far west in the Cimarron Plaza, east on Tierra Este, and the newest location on Sunland Park next to the mall, Union Draft House. A hundred beers on tap, feast on their handcrafted food, and stay to watch the big game, pizzas, wings, and beer. Family friendly, perfect for a night out, and a great time with friends. The Union Draft House, the after-party spot of football Friday night. Learn more on Facebook and Instagram at Union Draft House. Longhorn Distributing is where the pros shop for their cleaning and detail supplies and cleaning equipment for over 27 years. Howdy, Lauren Hodges, owner of Longhorn Distributing, inviting you to our store at 5516 East Paisano, just two blocks south of I-10, to see the wide variety of products on display. Most of our chemicals are concentrated, so you can adjust to your need to make the product and your money go farther. Check out our hot seat pressure washers as well and other cleaning equipment, all on display at Longhorn Distributing in the middle of El Paso. 
also. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Football Friday Night, a week five edition. We've got overtime at Irvin in El Paso. We'll have an update from Adrian Broadus on that one in just a little bit. Let's head back out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Steve Escajeda on the line. We'll get him in just a moment. Alex Nicholas, another wild one at the sack. Just a three-point game between Eastlake and Americus. Uh, can the Isleta Indians come back? Well, last check, it was just a two-point, two-touchdown game. Instead, El Dorado really throttling the Indians at home, 52-20 at last check. And Lubbock, Cooper, and Hanks should be done in just a moment. We'll get a wrap-up from Isaiah Ramirez in just a little bit. Uh, out at uh, Conquest Stadium, had just gone final. Uh, Jaime Chavez tells us 27-7, Del Valle hangs on. And we'll get a wrap-up from the coach, Jaime Chavez, in just a little bit. First, Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Let's join Steve Escajeda with an update on Motwood and Franklin. Steve. Well, this one was close for a while. We've got 150 to go in the third quarter, and Franklin now leads Motwood 49-28. to uh, Motwood, their fourth turnover of the ball game, a fumble. Uh, Franklin uh, taking over deep in Motwood territory. And then that guy, Miles McBorger, running it in from 10 yards out, his fourth touchdown of the ball game to make it, a, again, a three-score game, 49-28. to uh, In fact, from a quarter, uh, three of his last four carries have gone for touchdowns. He's got 76 yards, four scores, and, uh, again, Montwood just shooting themselves in the court. Four turnovers in the, in the game, two fumbles, two INTs. Franklin does not turn it over once in this ball game. 145 to go in the third. Franklin, now on top of Montwood, 49-28. Wow, what a game there. Thank you so much, Steve. Franklin really pulling away here. Remember a game that was tied at 21. Franklin now up 49-28. And it looks like four touchdowns for Miles McWhorter. Uh, another solid night for that guy. He can run it. He can catch it. Uh, All-purpose back. Speaking of a game where uh, they'd like to see some more touchdowns, Eastlake and America's Alex Nicholas, just a three-point game in the fourth quarter. Let's go up to Alex for an update here on Eastlake and America's. 301 left in the ballgame. Eastlake holding on to that 17-14 lead over America's. At this moment here, we have a third down and goal from the three-yard line for Eastlake. Elijah Uribe, 28 carries, 143 yards. Like I mentioned, he's taken over at quarterback. It's basically been... The whoever you want to describe it, the wildcat of Elijah Ariba, even though he was a quarterback coming up uh, as a freshman. So uh, right now, both teams are lining up. This is a big third down and three play as uh, America's burned a timeout to stop it. America's with no timeouts left, and Eastlake with a third down and goal. It'll be Ariba out of the wildcat, goes to the left side in trouble. He's going to turn the corner. He's close to the far side goal line. They're going to give it to him. Touchdown for Elijah Uribe, three-yard run, 2.53 left in the ballgame. Eastlake with a 23, actually, hold on. Let me get a double check on this one. They look like the far side official. Yes, it's a touchdown. I'm sorry. It is a touchdown. So 23-14, Eastlake, a three-yard run by Elijah Uribe, 2.53 left here in the fourth quarter and an extra point pending. 
All right, Alex, thank you so much. We got an update in overtime from El Paso High and Irvin. Let's go to Adrian Bratis for an update. Adrian, what do you got for us? El Paso High strikes first in overtime. They lead Irvin 35-27. Let's see if the Rockets can respond. All right, Adrian, thank you so much. What an exciting one there. All right, let's head out to Jaime Chavez, the coach from Matador Stadium. We have a final between Del Valle and Parkland. Coach, take it away for your final wrap-up. Right, Bo, Del Valle now 4-1 on the season. Quarterback Jesse Ramos, two touchdown passes. He was 15 of 22, 170 yards passing. The two TD passes, he also had a five-yard touchdown run. And Brandon Theus added a 12-yard touchdown run. For Parkland, now 1-4 on the season. Quarterback Eric Ortiz, a 5-yard touchdown run. Isaiah Beasley held in check, 17 carries, 64 yards rushing. The final once again at Matador Stadium, Del Valle 27 and Parkland 7. All right, Coach, thank you so much. Appreciate for that. We also have a wrap-up from Lubbock, Cooper, and Hanks and Isaiah Ramirez. This one was all Lubbock, Cooper. Isaiah, take it away. Okay, we'll go back out to Isaiah in just a moment. We have some other finals all around town and also the state of New Mexico. In Roswell, Mayfield falls to Roswell 29-21, a game that was tied at 14. Instead, Roswell really pulled away in the second half and too little, too late for the Mayfield Trojans. They fall to Roswell 29-21. Mayfield falls to 2-4 and four overall. Also, Santa Teresa improves to 5-1 and one with a 38-14 victory over Rudoso. That should be a fun one there for the Santa Teresa Desert Warriors. Santa Teresa really looking good at 5-1 and one overall. Also elsewhere, Big Spring tops Clint 42-16, La Mesa tops Fabens 13-12, and Riverside falls to Monahan's 35-21. And a final in from Cathedral Cathedral uh, Fighting Irish. Shout out to Austin, R.E. McKee Stadium tonight. Uh, they come away with the 35-14 win over San Elizario. And I'll just say, uh, you know, pretty good representation for San Elia. It could have been a lot worse. Hey, Cathedral improves to 4-1 and one on the season there. Big win for the Cathedral Fighting Irish. Curtis Crane, I think this is his uh, third year now. 2019 is first. And, of course, COVID-2020, they played a game. I'm not sure that counts. This is more like year two, two and a third. Well, Cathedral will host St. Michael's next week, see if they can improve to five and one on the season. Hey, let's head out to Hanks Excalibur Stadium for an update on and the final wrap-up for Lubbock Cooper and Hanks. Isaiah, please take it away. Thanks, Bo. Final here at Excalibur Stadium on homecoming night for the Hanks Knights as they fall to the Lubbock Cooper Pirates. 55 to 10, they move to one of the fall down to one and four on the season as Lubbock Cooper moves to four and one on the season. For the Pirates, it was Tyler Sproul and Bryce LeBlanc who switched out at quarterback. Uh, Tyler Spool going 53 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown as well. And going for 82 passing yards with LeBron uh, passing for 103 passing yards. Uh, on the ground, it was Caden Chambers with two rushing touchdowns on 10 carries and 82 yards. Uh, defensive spotlight would have to go to Kobe McKenzie, who finished tonight with 10 tackles and a pick six as well. Uh, for the Knights, they definitely have to regroup on offense and defense as they have allowed uh, they have allowed over 100 points in, in back-to-back game, 100 points total in back-to-back games. Uh, with Burgess dropping them last week, 68 with 68 points on the board, and tonight with 55. Um, for the Knights, they go on to uh, to take on the Divide Conquistadors uh, on the road next week. 
as Lovett Cooper will have a bye, and they will take on the Plainview Bulldogs at home on October 8th. So once again, the final out here at Excalibur Stadium, it is the Lovett Cooper defeating the Hanks Knights 55-10. to All right, Isaiah, thank you so much. We'll see you at our post-game get-together at Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive. Hey, let's get an update from Eastlake and Americus at the sack and join Alex Nicholas in a tight one between the Falcons and the Trailblazers. Alex. 92 seconds left in our ball game. Eastlake 23, Americus 14. Americus desperately trying to move the ball here. Mark Moore with a carry across the 40. Spins past two defenders and then picks up a first down across the 35 to the 34-yard line. Americus just trying to some sort of offense to go as the uh, put off some offense together. It's been a better second half for them, but it's a first down and ten for America's at the 34 yard line of East Lake 117 and running to go. More with a swing pass to Drennan left side. Drennan brought down hard inside the 30 yard line. So 110 and running left here in the fourth quarter, and it looks like East Lake will hold on to a 23 to 14 win over America's as we approach the one minute mark here in the ball game. All right, could be too little too late for the America's Trailblazers as Eastlake up by nine with a minute to go. Alex, thank you so much. We'll come back to you in just a little bit. A reminder in overtime between Irvin and El Paso. El Paso High struck first, 35-27. We'll have an update from Adrian Brandes on that game in just a little bit. Let's head back out to our Cisco Movers game of the week between Montwood and Franklin. Get an update from Steve Escajeda. Steve. We've got 11.35 to go in the ball game, and Franklin continues to lead Montwood 49-28. to Montwood shows some life uh, driving down the Franklin 25-yard line when uh, Montwood's quarterback Kevin Melendez hit Isaiah Claudio with a pass. Uh, it looked like he was going to go into the end zone for a score. He was hit hard right at the one-yard line, fumbled the ball through the end zone for a touchback, and Franklin took over at the 25-yard line. Montwood again uh, turning it over for the fifth time tonight. And uh, that's been the difference in the ball game. And uh, although now they're going to get some life here, as Franklin is back to punt, the snap uh, went over the punter's uh, reach, and Montwood is uh, going to take over at the Franklin 15-yard line. So this one might not be over yet. We'll see what happens. Some 50 is going to go in this one. Franklin, 49, Montwood, 28. Not-so-special teams <laughs> keeps Montwood alive. Wow. What what a game there. You know what? It, Montwood and special teams, they always say that's one of the aspects you might forget about, but it's so crucial to a game. And a game like this, a must-win, we're two even teams. you gotta, you got to get special teams, got to get it all together. Yeah, what was it a few years ago? I, I think it was uh, the Chapin Huskies, Rene Hernandez, who wasn't it three years in a row? Uh, who did they have? It was Abilene or maybe Amarillo High? And special teams bit them uh, fourth quarter style like two or three years in a row. So... Even at the highest level, a good team like Chapin, special teams' mistakes killed them. At last check, Andrus led Bowie 33-16 late in the game, and I'm looking like we got an update from overtime no, at Jones I wish, Stadium. I wish we had an overtime Okay, update, what do you got, Adrian? But I swooped in for the Andrus Eagles. It's the fourth quarter right now. They're up 52-22 against the Bowie Bears. A huge lead for them right now. No update yet as El Paso High struck first in overtime. Uh, let's see if Irvin can respond. Okay, thank you very much, Adrian. Hey, it should be a final out at Highlander Stadium, and we'll go ahead back out to Joe Rodriguez for an update on Horizon and Bel Air and a wrap-up out there. Joe. 
You are correct, Bo. It is all over here at Highlander Stadium on homecoming night where the Horizon Scorpions come in and defeat the Beller Highlanders by the score of 64 to 28. A total of 515 yards offensively for the Horizon Scorpions tonight. Not bad for a team that came into the night averaging 378 yards uh, on, of offense per game. But definitely, without a doubt, the man of the night has to be Jacob Gijas. Uh, he carried the ball for uh, about 13 times for 108 yards on the ground. But through the air, he was spectacular. 12 for 18, 177 yards, and four touchdown passes on the night. Mr. Gijas was the player of the game out here at Highlander Stadium. The Scorpions improved to 2-3. and three picking up their second victory of the season while the Baylor Highlanders drop to 2-3 and three, uh, overall in the season. Next week for Horizon, they will host the Chapin Huskies while the Baylor Highlanders will have another home game as they host Canutillo. That's all for out here tonight in the Ranchland area of El Paso, Texas, where the Horizon Scorpions have defeated the Baylor Highlanders by the score of 64-28. to 28. So, Bo, last week, Horizon 5A team loses to 4A Riverside. And now, 5A Horizon beats Super 5A Bel Air. Which, by the way, some injuries. I know the Christian Baxter kid, one of their real weapons, he's been getting limited snaps and almost no action over the last uh, two contests. So, in a sense, Super 5A Bel Air lost to 4A Riverside. That is not good. And not good for a Beller team that maybe three or four weeks ago looked like uh, they might be ready to do something uh, you know, in, in, in Super 5A. Not win the district, but at least compete. They've fallen and they can't get up. That's a, some deductive reasoning right there, but Horizon and Bel Air, yeah. it's tough. Horizon, a huge win, 64 points on there. Hey, this one should be done at the reservation between El Dorado and Isleta. Let's head out to Joey Panisi for a final wrap-up of this game. Joey. Yes, Bo, you just hit it right on the head. The game just ended. Final score, El Dorado 52, Isleta 26. Uh, Eldo doubled them up. Um, I'll be quick, some big numbers. Uh, Damian Contreras came to life for Sleta. Uh, big numbers, 17 for 29, passing 356 yards, two touchdowns. That's good for him. He's their star, but they're one-dimensional. Sleta's one-dimensional. They had under 100 yards rushing from six different runners. they got to get that running game going. And then for El Dorado, they're the best one-and-three team I've ever seen. Uh, Isaiah Rudison didn't play at all, or maybe just a little bit the second half. 214 yards rushing uh, on 23 carries for a touchdown. Uh, Ricardo Portillo, he's their passer. He had two touchdown tosses for 127 yards. And then the playmaker of the game was the other quarterback, Quincy Estrada. He's six foot, 207 pounds, solid muscle. Uh, he threw six times, completed all six uh, for 51 yards, and then he rushed for 120 yards and three touchdowns. But once again, let me give some credit to little Noah Moreno. He scored 10 points tonight, 7 for 7 from the PAT zone and a 3-point field goal. So let's see. Next week, El Dorado will be tested. What do they got? Next week they have – I'm so sorry I'm not in. They host Parkland next week. So that will be a good test for both teams to see how they're going to shape up when district begins. 
uh, El Dorado begins district on the 22nd of October versus Del Valle. Um, Isleta goes to 3-2. and two. They will play at El Paso High next week. So that'll do it from Isleta High School, final store, El Dorado 52, Isleta 26. El Dorado and Parkland next week, a team with no quarterbacks to, to a team with, with two, Estrada and Portillo. We'll see how that goes. Uh, it should be a fun one. El Dorado victorious over Zleta 52-26. Thank you so much, Joey. Joey, we'll see you at our postgame get-together at Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive. Let's get an update from our Cisco Movers Game of the Week between Motwood and Franklin and join Steve Escajeda. Steve, take it away. We've got 9.09 to go in the fourth quarter, and it's now Franklin 49, uh, Montwood 31. Uh, Diego Savalas just knocked uh, in a 39-yard field goal to bring Montwood a little bit closer. Uh, again, Montwood, uh, they're kind of deep in the freaking territory, right on the 10-yard line, but against some just uh, terrible penalties and uh, uh, offside and uh, personal calls, that kind of thing. Just dropped uh, 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 15 yards from there, and again, they just had to settle for a field goal. And they've been, again, shooting themselves in the foot all night long. Penalties, turnovers, that kind of thing, uh, or else it'd be a lot closer ball game. But we do have 909 to go in this one. Franklin, 49, Montwood, 31. 49-31, Franklin over Montwood in the fourth. What a game of the week, and we got another exciting game at Jones Stadium. Let's go to Adrian Broadus for an update. I, I'm smelling double OT? Double OT. Irvin forces the double OT. A long 13-minute uh, drive caps off with a touchdown for the Irvin Rockets. It's a tie game, 35-35, double overtime. Double OT. And remember, if it gets to triple over OT, what do they have to do, boys and girls? Go for two. Oh, absolutely. You got to love that. <laughs> how about so El Paso much. High? Good for them. Remember, they did get a district win uh, last year. That's how bad Bowie was. Bowie winless on the season. El Paso was able to get him. So it, it hasn't been that long. I guess it just seems like it's been that long since El Paso High's won a district game. They got a great shot at one tonight. Certainly is. We'll keep you updated. Thank you so much. Adrian brought us with an update. Irvin and El Paso now in double overtime. And we have a final out in the sack for an update on East Lake and Americus. Let's head out for the final wrap-up to Alex Nicholas at the Student Activities Complex. Alex. East Lake remains unbeaten in their one six their short one six eight life as they hold off Americas twenty-three to fourteen. East Lake improves to four and on the season, one and in district play, going back to last year where they won five district games, they're now six and zero as they're in their second year of playing in district one six a. Individually speaking, for Eastlake, of course, it was Eli Uribe, twenty nine carries, one hundred and forty six yards, and a touchdown. Also, moved quarterback midway through the second quarter and threw uh, went five of eight passing, eighty three yards, and a touchdown in this ball game. Defensively, for Eastlake. Albert Hernandez came up with two big interceptions in the first half to hold East Lake uh, to give East Lake that uh, three nothing halftime lead for Americas. You could tell, like like I mentioned, uh, sports talk earlier today, when you lose forty two Letterman from twenty twenty, uh, you got to find something. You got to find something new, and they worked in two different quarterbacks. Um, you know, different schemes. They went under center. They went pistol. They went shotgun. They tried a lot of things that just didn't quite work. But in the second half, they did put a value and effort. One hundred eighty six total yards for the ball game. Caesar Drennan, a 
quiet night, only two touches in the first half, finished with 12 carries for 84 yards, and a touchdown as America's drops to 0-4 on the season 0-1 district. They will host the Coral next week, while Eastlake will face Pebble Hills coming off their uh, upset win over Eastwood last week. So a good matchup once again next week between Eastlake and Pebble Hills. All final at the sack. Eastlake stays undefeated. They defeat America's 23-14. to all right, Alex, thank you so much. 23-14 Eastlake, now proven to 4-0. Thank you so much, Alex. We'll see you at our post-game get-together at the Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive. We have another final from Beatty Semang Stadium. The Andrus Eagles top the Bowie Bears 52-22. Andrus improves to 3-1 and on the season. And guess what? Next week, Andrus will get a little bit of a tougher test. They will host the Austin Panthers at Allen Sepkowitz Stadium. We only have two games still going on right now between Irvin and El Paso at Jones Stadium and also Montwood and Franklin at our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. We're going to take a quick break, football Friday night, and come back with those games. You're listening to 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Football Friday Night Week 5. We have some exciting games between Montwood and Franklin and Irvin and El Paso. Jones Stadium seeing their second overtime right now. We'll get an update from that game in just a moment. First, let's head back out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and an update on Montwood and Franklin from Steve Escajeda. Steve, take it away. You've got 5.23 to go in the ball game. It's still Franklin out in front of Montwood, 49-31. to Montwood right now has the ball. They're driven down to the Franklin 19-yard line. They're looking at a uh, first down there, again, trying to if they can get back into this one, uh, I tell you, uh, Montwood's quarterback, uh, Kevin Melendez, doing a lot of damage on the ground in the second half. 12 carries, 140 yards, and a touchdown to go along with his two touchdown passes. So, uh, in fact, there's a penalty uh, on the play. That'll put Montwood uh, down to the, about the uh, inside the 15, uh, inside the 10-yard line. So, again, there might be some more scoring here, but next time you come back to me, 523 to go in the ball game. Franklin, 49, Montwood, 31. All right, Steve, thank you so much. We have some finals from all around town. Uh, Eastlake tops Americus, 23-14. It's a final at Matador Stadium. Del Valle tops Parkland, 27-7. A final at Hutchins Stadium. El Dorado all over Isleta, 52-26. Final from Joe Rod and Bel Air. Over Horizon, I should say Horizon over Bel Air, 64-28. A final from Lowenberg Stadium, Canateo tops Mountain View, 57-0. Hanks falls to the fifth-ranked team in the state, the Lubbock Cooper Pirates, 55-10. Coronado gets their first victory of the year. They defeat Socorro, 14-0. It's a final at Beatty Semang Stadium, Andrus tops Bowie, 52 to 12. Remember Irvin and El Paso in their second overtime. We'll keep you updated. It's tied at 35. Monahans tops Riverside 35-21. Fabens falls to La Mesa by 1.13 to 12. Clint falls to Big Spring 42-16. Mayfield and Roswell were once tied at 14, but Roswell pulls away for a 29-21 victory. Wow. Gadsden tops Hot Springs from Truth or, Quince- Truth or Consequences, 35-13. Gadsden improves to 3-3 three three overall. Silver City falls to Chaparral, 
51 nothing. I should say, let's take that back. Let's redo this. Silver City tops Chaparral. 51 nothing. Silver go. City improves to 5 and 0. Chaparral falls to 0 and 5. Santa Teresa tops Rudoso 38 14 and Cathedral improves to 4 and 1. The Fighting Irish defeat the San Eli Eagles 35 14. Out of town scoreboard Abilene doubles up Odessa Permian major upset. From Ratliff Stadium, 42-21, to Abilene wins their first uh, district game of the season. Permian drops 0-1, 3-2 on the season. Friendship takes down Central, 49-32. to Friendship, of course, 1-0. First district game for all these guys in 2-6A. 4-1 uh, on the season, Friendship. Central slips to 2-3. and Wow. Remember, they just barely got by Mont, but otherwise 1-4 on the season. Not good. Midland High, another upset, beats Odessa High. 49 to 21, Odessa Broncho has been playing well. Midland, eh, well, till tonight. Time for district. They turn it on. 1 0 they are. Odessa falls to 0 1. Uh, 5A, Lubbock Monterey all over Lubbock, 62 to 7. Uh, Amarillo beats Caprock, 34 to 3. Thursday nighter, Tascosa, 47 to 6 over Paladuro. 4 0 Paladuro, now 4 1. Paladuro Tascosa continues to roll. Wichita falls, Ryder all over Hobbs, 33 to nothing shutout. Canyon Randall beats Dumas 38-19. Hereford over Plainview in a close one. 34-28. They move to 3-2. Plainview falls to 1-4. Thursday nighter, Andrews over Estacado. 14-7. Moves to 2-3. And, and Fort Stockton shuts out Pecos. 42-0 in a battle of 3-1 teams. And Bo Bagley for the last time tonight. That is your out-of-town scoreboard. All right, Paul. Thank you very much. Your out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Longhorn Distributing. Once again, El Paso High and Irvin in their second overtime at Jones Stadium. Tied at 35. We'll get an update from there. Let's head back out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. The Montwood Rams and the Franklin Cougars. And join Steve Escajeda with an update. Steve. Well, we've got 4.58 to go in the ball game, and it's a little bit closer. Montwood just scoring a touchdown to cut the Franklin lead down to 49-37. to uh, Kevin Melendez hitting uh, Yamil Oaxaca from 14 yards out. Uh, again, to get them a little closer, uh, the extra point try uh, for two. In fact, oh, oh, well, it, it was no good. There's a penalty, and they're going to maybe try it again. looks like they're bringing the whole team back on the field, and they're going to go for two again. It's been that kind of a night. Uh, but, again, Oaxaca so far in the ball game, six catches, um, I'm sorry, five catches, 101 yards, and uh, three touchdowns. All right, let's see. Montwood's going to go ahead and go for two. Let's, uh, let's see how this one goes. Again, Melendez in the shot, uh, waiting for the snap in the shotgun. He's got it. He's going to hand that ball off, and it's going to be good. Looks like uh, Joseph Cepeda running it in for two points. That makes it now 49-39. Montwood uh, getting a little closer, 4.58 to go in this ball game. Uh, Kevin Melendez, Montwood's quarterback, 15 out of 27, 180 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. So, uh, do you all believe in miracles? I don't know. We're going to find out. 4.58 to go in this one. Franklin leading Montwood 49-39. to and Bo down two scores, a little under five minutes left in the game. I think it's already time. Time for the uh, Montwood Ram onside kick. Absolutely. Let's bring it. Can Oaxaca do it? He already has over 100 yards receiving, three touchdowns, probably has the best hands of the team. You know, get your hands team out there for onside kick. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No, no, he'll he'll be among that uh, that up group. And it's so hard to to onside kick these days. Anyway, the you know the most you can do is overload one extra guy to one side, so you can have six on one side and four on the other, something like that. And we have two games remaining in El Paso. Still, Irvin and El Paso High. They're in double overtime right now, tied at 35. Looking at Adrian Broadus, do we have an update? We do have an update. Let's go to Adrian for an overtime update. Adrian, take it away. Final in double overtime, El Paso High 41. Holy the Irvin smokes. Rockets, 35. Wow. Wow, that's huge. El Paso High gets their first victory of the season, 41-35 over the Irvin Rockets in double overtime. Wow. My, how the mighty have fallen in the Irvin Rockets. Uh, tried, cha- tried champs last year. I'll say it again. I hate to rub it in. So the team that loses to Socorro for the first time in six seasons last week now takes down one of the tri champs in District 25A, the uh, Irvin Rockets. Uh, oh, big night for El Paso High. They're just waiting around for wh- real- when it really matters. We can't be bothered with those non-district games. Who cares about Socorro? Remember, this game tied at halftime at 13, went into overtime, tied at 27. El Paso High with a double overtime victory, 41-35 over the Irvin Rockets. El Paso High improves to 1-3 overall. They will host the Isleta Indians next week, while the Irvin Rockets, they limp home now at 2-3 overall. Irvin Rockets will host the Jefferson Silver Foxes. That's a big game next Friday night between Jeff and Irvin at Tony Shaw Field at Irvin Memorial Stadium. Without a doubt. And remember the job that uh, El Paso coach uh, Ray Aguilar did at San Eli. You know, he flipped that program a bit. That's how he got the El Paso job because he did such a nice job where he was. And maybe this is the beginnings of, uh, uh, you know, an, another flip this time to the El Paso Tigers. It's, it's a tough flip. But, uh, you know, maybe he's getting it done just the same. Hey, the Motwood Rams, do they go for the onside kick? Let's go back out to Steve Eskahead on our Cisco Movers Game of the Week to get an update between Motwood and Franklin. Steve, take it away. Well, they did try it, but uh, Franklin did recover on their own 32-yard line. They ran it out of bounds from there, and uh, they're going to take over first and 10. 4.56 to go in this one. Uh, Franklin holding on to a 49-39 lead. And on the uh, first carry, that uh, looks like it's going to be a 12-yard uh, carry. That looks like a mile and a quarter. Uh, again, to give Franklin a first down at the at their own 46-yard line. Uh, a quarter in the ball game, 17 carries, 91 yards, four touchdowns so far. And again, with the clock ticking uh, under 440, uh, again Franklin put two or three first downs together, and this one's pretty much over. All right, Steve, thank you so much. What a game here by the Franklin Cougars. Looks like they're going to hold on against the Motwood Rams. We're going to take a quick break, get a final from Franklin Cougar Stadium. This, If this ever goes final before 11 o'clock, I don't know. Once again, I think Steve Escajedo jinxed himself. We're going to take a quick break, come back, take a look at next week, and hopefully have a wrap-up from Franklin High School between the Motwood Rams and the Franklin Cougars. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
Cisco Movers, the local experts for moving across El Paso. Need to move your college student into their new apartment? How about moving an entire family from point A to point B? Too busy to plan a move on your own? Cisco Movers can take care of everything. Packing, boxing, heavy lifting, Cisco Movers will take care of your prized possessions and ensure they get to your next destination with ease. When it comes to moving, don't stress. Let the top professionals at Cisco Movers handle the job. Get a free quote on your next move today at CiscoMovers.com. 600 ESPN El Paso and 95.5 KLAQ present UTEP Football 2021. Hi, this is Adrian Broaddus. With Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Game 4 against the New Mexico Lobos, Saturday, September 25th. And after the game, get ready for Minor Talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Need a new restaurant to try? Experience Taco Avocado for feel-good fast food. Family packs available for the next big game. Or stop by their drive-thru and grab Taco Avocado to go. Wear your school colors and receive 10% off at Taco Avocado. Dine in at 2114 North Zaragoza or order online at tacoavocado.com. Signature hand-rolled tacos, classic dips, and make sure to get the chips on the side. Taco about the options, all at Taco Avocado. 2114 North Zaragoza or online at tacoavocado.com. Did you know that at the El Paso Association of Builders, there's more than just builders? Attorneys, car dealers, banks, credit unions, suppliers, and vendors are real Texas builder members. Why? Because they know that you have to trust what goes into your new home. El Paso Association of Builders associate members are proud to be a member of the El Paso Association of Builders. Go to ElPasoBuilders.com to check out your next car, kitchen, bath, or how to buy them. Supporting Football Friday Night, associate members of the El Paso Association of Builders are just a click away. The 2021. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to week five of Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's head back out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Get an update from Steve Escajeda as the Franklin Cougars. Can they hold on? For a 10-point victory, let's find out. Steve, take it away. 307 to go in the ball game. Franklin still up on Montwood, 49-39. Right now, Franklin has the ball on the uh, Montwood 39-yard line. We're looking at a uh, third down and nine. Uh, there was a pass attempt that was uh, complete, but there was a penalty. Uh, may have been holding on uh, Franklin. It'll move them back a little bit here. One thing we've seen all night long is that these officials, uh, when they make, when they finally make a decision, it takes them quite a while to walk the ball and back. And here we go: one, two, three, <laughs> four. Taking a step, walking ten yards, is taking me all this time. Steve Escada, Steve Escada. Let me tell you, man, I absolutely concur. I was at the Burgess Jeff game last night. Everything is a conference. You are dead on, sir. I mean, you are not kidding. And now they're putting the ball down right now. Finally, there we go. Okay. Now we're looking at a third down at about 25 yards to go for Franklin. Again, now they're back to their own 37-yard line. Uh, again, they just want to go ahead and run up this clock and go home. They're up by 10. 304, 303 to go in this one. Got about seven minutes to go in the play clock. They're going to hold, uh, try to waste as much time as they can. And if there's a snap, finally, the quarterback, uh, Cameron Bird's going to keep it up the middle. 
good game all the way down to the uh, oh Montwood 39, 38 yard line. Got about 15 of those 25 yards. That'll make it a fourth down and about maybe 10 yards to go. We're gonna we'll say fourth and nine now from the 38 yard line of Montwood. And the Rams do call timeout. They had, they had all three timeouts left. They just called their first with second half, so they've got two left. 2.48 to go again, down by 10. Okay, Steve, thank you so much. What we're going to do is going to run down the scores. We'll go back out to you in just a little bit. Remember, in double overtime, the El Paso High Tigers topped the Irvin Rockets 41-35. Andrus, Bowie, Andrus Eagles topped the Bowie Bears 52-22. And right now, currently in the fourth quarter, the Franklin Cougars lead the Montwood Rams 49-39, as Steve just said just a couple minutes to go in that one. Eastlake tops Americus to improve to 4-0, 23-14. Americus drops to 0-4, oh, an exciting game next week between the Eastlake Falcons and the Pebble Hills Spartans. That'll be 7.30 p.m. Friday night at the sack. Pebble Hills at Eastlake, a battle of between the Socorro ISD schools. Both teams 1-0 in district. Should be a fun one. Del Valle tops Parkland 27-7. Del Valle improves to 4-1. El Dorado tops Isleta 52-26. Horizon all over Bel Air tonight 64-28. Canateo shuts out Mountain View 57-0. Lubbock Cooper, the fifth-ranked team in the state, tops Hanks 55-10. And the Coronado T-Birds get their first victory of the season. They top Socorro 14-0. And other action in 4A, Monahans over Riverside 35-21 in a battle of two 4-0 teams. La Mesa tops Fabens by 1.13-12. And Big Spring all over Clint 42-16. Cathedral all over San Elizario, 35-14. The Fighting Irish improved to 4-1. In the Land of Enchantment, Roswell beats Mayfield, 29-21. Gadsden all over Hot Springs, 35-13. Silver City tops Chaparral, 51-0. And Santa Teresa improves to 5-1 with a 38-14 victory over the Rudoso Warriors. Let's head back out to Cougar Stadium and join Steve Escajeda with an update on Montwood and Franklin as time winds down in the fourth quarter. Franklin holding on to a 10-point lead. Steve, what do you got for us? Well, 241 still to go in this ballgame, and believe it or not, we're waiting for the officials. They're still walking around, talking to both coaches. Both teams have no clue what's going on. They're talking to each other on the 33-yard line. All of us here in the press box are trying to figure it out. We have no idea what's going on. It was fourth and about nine. Franklin uh, carried the ball. They tried to run, gained about three yards. Should be first down Montwood. But, okay, now Montwood's offense is coming onto the field finally. Franklin's defense is coming on. And I think we may have some semblance of normalcy here now. 241 still to go in the ball game. And this game is just a ground to a halt. I mean, I feel like we're walking on quicksand here. Again, Franklin up by 10. Montwood will have the ball now. Now they're going to mark it at their own 22-yard line. And Montwood will take over from there. 
Again, they're down by 10. They still have a chance. Kevin Melendez waiting for the snap. He's in the shotgun. He's got it now. He's going to throw that pass. It's going to be incomplete down to the uh, on the right sideline. That's going to be an incompletion. That'll make it second down, 10 yards to go. Again, from their own 22-yard line, down by 10. And, again, a valiant effort to get back in this ballgame, but I'm telling you, this game has just been so difficult for both teams to to get anything going, it just was slow. Okay, Steve, we're going to uh, break in for just a moment as this game winds down. We're going to come back out to you in just a moment to get an update from that one. Two minutes to go on that one. Franklin up by 10. As uh, Paul, as we take a look at next week, I think the big one Friday night, 7.30 p.m. at the SAC, Pebble Hills and East Lake, uh, likely our game of the week as we uh, briefly discuss this one. Both teams uh, 1-0 in district. Yeah, and, and the last couple of nights uh, makes that one even a little bit more exciting. Pebble, Pebble Hill struggling a bit. We thought uh, early, wow, what a, what a job they did against Permian. And then week after week after week, we see that maybe it wasn't such a great job losing a close game to Permian. As Permian falls to Abilene High, they get doubled up at their own place tonight on homecoming night. So the Panthers, as you said earlier, they're not what we thought they were. <laughs> uh, kind of the opposite. So, yeah. But... Then Pebble Hills gets the big win over uh, defending, reigning 1-6-A champs Eastwood last night, 29-28, drive the field late. Uh, Gael Ochoa, the, the sophomore QB, I think he's won that job now from Jacob Ledesma. Short touchdown run on a keeper. They're down one. They roll the dice. They go for two. Ochoa again knocks it in. Big 29-28 win. So now we have a team you know, that's moving in the right direction, which is upward. Pebble Hill's coming off a high. You know, do they carry that momentum over? And then you have an Eastlake team. Well, they're playing America's. America's, you know, kind of struggled over a month. Delvi really handled him, made him look bad, uh, you know, a couple, few weeks ago. But Eastlake struggles with America's. America's able to, to hold in tonight. Uh, that's a 17-14 game late before Eastlake's finally able to put it away. So you got a team on an up bubble, and you got a team on a down bubble, even though the down bubble team is still undefeated. That's a pretty darn good thing. Yeah, that looks like a terrific game. And like you said, I think uh, no doubt it looks like our game of the week next week. A, a big week in uh, District 16A. We got double headers Thursday night and Friday night at the SAC. Thursday night, Americas and Socorro will take on each other at the SAC 4 p.m., followed by Parkland at El Dorado, 7.30 p.m. Sunday. And then early game on Friday, Coronado and Motwood, followed by Pebble Hills and Eastlake at 7.30, but another huge game in District 16A, Franklin and Eastwood. We're going to find out which team Eastwood really is, if they can bounce back after a tough one-point loss to Pebble Hills. Eastwood hosts Franklin, 7 p.m. Friday night at Trooper Stadium. Should be a fun one. And then one we just noticed right now, Jefferson and Irvin. That's going to be a big game in, in 5A. Yeah, that might be the game for the the fourth and final playoff spot. Uh, well, well, we said that that coming in, but uh, what a surprise! Who knew El Paso High was going to take out Irvin in double overtime? So maybe it's it's not as a, a big a game as we thought it was. But no, Jefferson, a good team this year, got a lot of nice skilled guys. Uh, Nathan Alcala, the four year starter quarterback. Gave Burgess everything they wanted last night. 14-zip Burgess early. Looked like that was going to be a runaway. Jeff finds a way. Burgess, uh, not smart, goes for it on fourth and one from their own 29-yard line late in the first half. Come up short on a full-yard quarterback sneak. Jeff's in the end zone, and, and that thing was 14-14 early in the third quarter. Uh, needed some big plays from Tavares Jones and, and some plays from the other guys. Touchdown catch from uh, Adam Sierra, one from Sean Street when, when Tavares Jones 
off injured about every third play that guy was hobbling off the field so that's something to look look at also if you're the Burgess Mustangs you know maybe the best player in the city possibly not the healthiest player in the city so but uh yeah Jeff has a big chance to to get back in the playoffs for the first time since Art Rubio's brother Jose was a was a senior and scoring touchdowns for Jeff there we go. Elsewhere in 5A, the Andrus Eagles host the Austin Panthers. Should be a good one. Burgess Mustangs host the Bowie Bears. And El Paso High Tigers will host the Isleta Indians. See if the Tigers can keep it up. You talk about games that look, look like they're good now. Of course, that one doesn't mean anything. El Paso, Isleta, not in the same district. Non-district game, El Paso just looking to stay busy. And what a great time to stay busy after you get your big win. You, you don't want a night off. You know, Let's get out there and, and hopefully stay hot. Speaking of staying hot, the Canatillo Eagles will travel to Highlander wow. Stadium. Boy, Canatillo looks really good after oh a 57 nothing win tonight, and they probably hit the brakes a little bit in the fourth quarter there too. Right. Uh, the Chapin Huskies, see if they can keep – remember, Chapin won, beat Austin Thursday night, 43-13. Chapin now travels to Clint. And let's see if Riverside can bounce back. Tough game at Monahan's. Riverside will host Alpine that 6 p.m. at Riverfront Stadium. See if the Rangers can bounce back there. Yeah, I like their chances there. Riverside playing good ball. And you know what? Uh, a two-score, uh, what was the final against Monaghan's? Uh, third, like a 35-21 or something like that. You know, that's representative. Riverside did the job. Oh, I hit it. You know, once in a while you just make a lucky guess and it happens to come through. You know, a, a, it's always bad to get your first loss. Riverside flying high. It's going to, you know, bruise the ego a little bit, burst the bubble. But still, they hung in with a good team on the road. The same team that came down and handled Clint by, you know, a, a similar score, a couple, couple of scores. I think when you go up to their place and then hang tough with their refs, you know, uh, you, you've actually done something. I think Riverside staking their claim as maybe the, the top team, especially after, you know, the, the beating Mountain View took uh, tonight at the hands of, of hot Canutillo. Riverside may be the early odds on favorite uh, for that 4A title this year. Absolutely. Speaking of Mountain View, they host Pecos next week. That'll be a tough game. And then Cathedral. Cathedral is 4-1. and one. They will host St. Michael's. Uh, interesting there to see if the, the Fighting Irish can improve to 5-1. and one. Hey, let's head back out to Steve Escajeda to see if we've got a wrap-up here as we wrap up Football Friday Night. See if we have a wrap-up from our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Steve, what do you got between Montwood and Franklin? Well, not quite yet, guys. One twenty-four to go still in the ball game. Uh, stoppage upon stoppage upon stoppage. It's still 49-39, Franklin over Montwood. Montwood's driven the ball down to the Franklin 31-yard line, second and 11 from there. Uh, one of the Montwood players, uh, a little a little dazed on that last place, who's kind of walking him off the field a little slowly, just to, be, just to make sure he's okay. And then uh, they'll go ahead and snap it from there. Montwood, again, uh, has two timeouts left in the ball game, and uh, again, uh, guys, there's been so many stoppages here in, the, in this fourth quarter. Uh, Melinda's waiting for the snap. He's in the shotgun. Again, second and 11 from the, from the uh, Franklin 31-yard line. Melinda's has the ball. Going back, he's going to go ahead and throw it out here to the flat on the right side. It's going to be a pickup of about, oh, we're going to see down to about the 22-yard line. Uh, that'll make it third down and about uh, maybe two yards to go. Uh, that'll stop the clock with 113 to go. Again, Franklin up by 10. 
All right, Steve, as Motwood and, and Franklin start to wind down, an exciting night for the Franklin Cougars, not just on the field that they're up 49-39, up by 10 with about a minute and a half to go, but Darren Walker, the longtime coach at Chapin, now longtime coach at Franklin High School, he's back on the sidelines for the Franklin Cougars. This is very, very big for them as they're aiming for now a district title and, and possibly postseason glory again. Yeah, and we've talked about how important, you know, Darren Walker is to the city. Every time, you know, we talk about, oh, there's a new, uh, new head coach. Yeah, where's he coming? Well, he's coming from Franklin. Where he's from Franklin, you know, we had another one this year, Chris Taylor uh, at Andrus, you know, for Franklin Connections. Uh, well, McPherson, who was in charge while, while uh, Darren was out for a month. Uh, Franklin Connections, you know, he was, he was there at Franklin back in the day uh, with Patrick Brown, who went to Andrus. They, they took off uh, to Andrus together. They went to San Antonio together, off to Los Fresnos together. And then when McMorder comes back, I mean, part of the, you know, the, the tree, Renee Hernandez, who was out for Chapin for so many years, you know, what part of the Darren Walker tree? Who do they replace him with? Well, Ron Warner. Who was Ron Warner? Well, he was part of the first senior class at Chapin High School. Who was he playing for? Well, he was playing for Darren Walker. And they was, coached with Walker at Franklin High School. There you go. Absolutely. So, so Darren Walker's really put his imprint uh, on this city. And when anybody's going and looking for – for a new coach, a, a hot new head coach, somebody who can uh, flip a program. That's, that's always, you know, the first place uh, that they look because, you know, there, there's quality coaching going on at Franklin High School. Darren Walker's done it for a lot of years. I think uh, Chapin, what was Chapin's first year? I want to say two, 2001, uh, I believe. It, yeah, I believe because he took over uh, Franklin, I think, in 06. So he did five years at Chapin starting in 01. And, and, and that's building the program. So he, even before then, it was probably 1999 when he was named the head coach out there. So, and then to, to Franklin ever since, and, you know, uh, constant success out there. A lot of good teams, uh, mostly, mostly good years, mostly up years. You know, if you don't have that at Franklin, uh, you, you definitely pay the price. So, you know, Walker's been the man. It's just a big night to, to get him back. And, and, you know, the team stepped up and uh, performed for him. On homecoming night, Franklin up by 10 with about a minute to go over the Montwood Rams and speak. Maybe Darren Walker could be considered the Nick Saban of El Paso, the way he's developed that coaching tree over the years. Let's head back out to Steve Escajeda and let's see if they've, uh, in the last couple minutes, maybe they've used about five seconds off the clock. Steve, what do you got for us? Well, a little more than that, but uh, quarterback uh, Kevin uh, Melendez just uh, snuck it in from one yard out. To make it now 49-45, Franklin. It says they're going to go ahead and go for the extra point here. Again, just 23 seconds left to go in the ball game. But again, Montwood just kind of getting a little closer, uh, little by little. And uh, boy, I'll tell you one thing: we'll see what they if they can do. A, have a miracle finish here. And this is the onside kick. The extra point try is no good. Oh. That's not going to help. Hurts. That makes it 49-45. Right to the left. And no good. 23 seconds to go. And, of course, all, all Montwood has now is to, to recover that onside kick. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's obviously the, the big part of it, the extra point. Now it's still a four-point game, game, Steve. You can't tie this thing with a field goal and, and send it into OT at this late hour. Maybe I would say that's a good thing. Thank you so much for missing the extra point. but. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's a big deal. Now you got to recover, not only recover the onside kick, but in those 20-something seconds, you got to score yourself a touchdown, 
or you're going to go home with the L no matter how hard you try. Yeah, that's a tough miss there, the PAT uh, wide there for the Motwood Rams. So now just a four-point game, 49-45, as Steve said, 23 seconds left. Steve, uh, what was a crowd out there like? A homecoming night, a big night. They just had their homecoming parade. Franklin did on Wednesday night. What's the crowd out there like with the atmosphere tonight, and what's the crowd like right now? Well, you can uh, probably figure no one's gone home. Pretty nice crowd here tonight, uh, very loud, excited. Again, it's been a really good ball game. Uh, again, it's just things have just kind of really slowed down. Oh, in fact, here's the extra, the outside kick. And, oh, Mowat almost recovered it, but it just does go out of bounds. Great try. In fact, right at the uh, right side of the sideline there, again, one of the players stuck his hand out, almost pulled it in. But, again, the, that will go out of bounds, and it will be Franklin's ball at their own 41-yard line. So All Frank, do with a couple of snaps. Again, Montwood does have a couple of time lots Oh, great. But uh, this one is pretty much over. Well, so Franklin's going to – looks like they're going to hold on to win this one. 49-45. Franklin with the ball, 20 seconds to go. So Franklin's going to prove to 2-2 two and two overall, 1-0 and oh in district, while Montwood falls to 1-3, and 0-1 oh in district. Once again, Franklin, a very big game next week at Trooper Stadium. you got to think the Eastwood Troopers are going to come in with a little chip on their shoulder, going to be a little angry after a one-point loss to Pebble Hills last night. Yeah, you would think uh, we'll find out. Remember a team that uh, predominantly throws the football, so uh, you, you got to do that well. But one thing, I, I could have sworn I just heard you say, uh, presumably going to gonna win the game. I, I got two <laughs> two words for you, Bo Bagley. You're old enough to remember. Joe Pisarchik. Oh, my gosh. And Herm Edwards are the other two. <laughs> Steve, let's head back out to you. Let's see if this game is going to wind down now. Franklin and Motwood. Okay, so Franklin, again, they're in victory position. They're going to take a knee, and uh, Motwood will call a timeout, of course. Uh, so there are 20 seconds to go. Uh, Motwood still has one more chance to stop it. That'll be it. Uh, Frank, uh, this game's pretty much over again. The guys are shaking hands out there. They they know it's, uh, it's all done. Let me give you some uh, individual stats and real quick. This game's pretty much over. Uh, first of all, for Montwood, uh, Kevin Melendez, quarterback, 18 out of 32 through the air, 192 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He also ran for 165 yards and a couple of scores. Also having a good uh, night for them on the ground, Isaiah uh, Claudio, uh, 18 carries, 94 yards, and he also had a score. Uh, Yamil Oaxaca, five catches, 101 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, uh, Claudio also caught seven passes for another 61 yards. For the victorious Franklin Cougars, again, they're still winning a snap this, uh, this second uh, uh, down uh, ball here. Uh, they were led on the ground by... Uh, Miles McCorder, 20 uh, carries, 98 yards, four big touchdowns for him. Uh, quarterback uh, Cameron Bird had a really good night, 12 out of 20, 233 yards, two touchdown passes. He also ran it, uh, ran for 97 yards. And their big guy on the receiving end, Bo Sparks, six catches, 165 yards, and a touchdown. And would you believe it, guys, we still have not snapped the ball on second down here. To end the game. That was a long time out. Steve, are you surprised? <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Let's see. Sounded a little me. testy. little testy there, and Steve. I, 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 please excuse the test, everybody in El Paso. I apologize. But this time, Montwood will not call their third timeout. Uh, amazingly, we're down to six, five, four, three, 
two, one. Unmercifully, this game is over on the west side. A very happy homecoming crowd. A very happy radio announcer. The final score, the Montwood Rams losing a tough one to the Franklin Cougars. Franklin, 49, Montwood, 45. All right, Steve Escajeda with a call from Cougar Stadium as Franklin tops Montwood 49-45. Thank you so much to all of our reporters, and Steve, we'll see you over at the Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive. For Paul McKinnon, Angel Munoz, Adrian Brades, and everybody here at 600 ESPN El Paso, thank you for tuning in to Football Friday Night, Week 5 edition. Can't wait to see you next week. Have a great night.